What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming BitCast, episode 218. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by only two fine gentlemen today. But you know them. You love them. Start with the guy on my right, Mr. Ty Guy. Travis, good morning, sir. McClunky, and a good morning to you, my friend. Happy to be here. <laughs> That's way Happy too, to way not too, be here with Dan. Way too that? up with you. Yeah, you're taking his spot. So It's, it's Happy No Dan Day. I'm so happy and enthusiastic. <laughs> what? What, guys? Is there something <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you are in his spot, so you have a big responsibility today. Promoted. Yep. It's, a, it's called a, uh, a field-time promotion. Was it? There you go. War, war, yeah. <laughs> war. And the Hogue himself, host of Virtual Legality, Lawyers and Dragons, and the Michigan Football Live Chat. Good morning, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing good today because Michigan is 2-0. Go Blue, Wolverines. I know not all of you are Wolverines, but now, no, remember, nobody's perfect. Uh, you know, I'm doing great this morning. I'm ready. I'm excited. Um, I'm having fun. I'm playing Travis's most recommended game of the year. Uh, can't stop playing. Just too addictive. Clear game of the year candidate. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's good to be here on the BitCast, and I hope everybody in the audience is looking forward to a fun conversation. There you go. There you go. And by the way, I keep reminding you that game of the year is already over. It's done. Like we can, yeah. we can move on. It's, it's, it's finished, man. I don't think it's in my top 10 Ains. Cause it was Madden, <laughs> Madden 23, Madden 23. Madden, Madden I thought that was agreed upon. Yeah, we'll talk about Madden. Definitely. Okay. All right. Um, As you can notice, if you're watching uh, live with us here, Dan is not here. He is fine. Which uh, someone asked me, is Dan okay? (laughs) I don't know whether that was a joke or or what. Well, he never uh, has been. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what do you define as okay is a whole other question. So uh, Dan is actually just on vacation with his family. He's chilling in Chicago, eating good food, uh, eating fake pizza, and a number of other things. So he's in Chicago. Get me some Super Dog, Dan. Yeah, oh, he's been there. He's been there. Um, so anyway, he's in Chicago. He's doing he's doing well. We used to record live from here. No joke. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to record we, side by side. Can I take a sidebar here for a second? Because Mrs. Hoglaw is in our chat right now telling people that this is how I appear after a win. And you don't want to see me on this show when Michigan loses if you haven't watched me live during the football season. That is just offensive and outrageous <laughs> slander no matter its accuracy well we're starting to see hoag's losing side there it is it came out there it is it's he starting was i'm in a fantastic mood you can't you can't put me down <laughs> okay. nice nice um <clears throat> But uh, yeah, it's going to be the three of us today. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of things. So we can finally talk about Steel Rising and Travis's review there. We've got Splatoon 3 is finally out. We've got some, weird, some weird game called Dreamlight Valley. I'm going to let these guys talk to you about. Uh, we've got uh, Ubisoft's event. We've got Disney's event. We've got more Cyberpunk Battlefield. So we're going to get to all of that. Cyberpunk event. If, if you're looking forward to underwhelming events, have hey, we got a hey, show for you? Hey, Ubisoft, hey, Cyberpunk. Football, all underwhelming. <laughs> Very exciting. You can't bring me down, Trav. <laughs> oh, man. Don't even know what that is. I think it's a cat. It's a guy with a... It's, it's he's got Red claws Dawn that come out of his hand. You know, it's an insomnia Oh, that game. guy. That yeah. one I know. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, we uh, I wanted to shout out. Thank you for uh, we did get over a hundred reviews on Spotify now. Thank you to anyone who's taken the moment to review. We passed that earlier this week. I'm going to be giving away twenty dollars today. I haven't picked the winner yet. I said I was going to pick the winner on the show. I haven't, so there you go. Uh, but I will announce the winner later today on Twitter. So keep an eye for that. Just giving away twenty dollars for anyone who posts a picture of leaving us a review on Spotify. So, um, but. Guys, let's go ahead and get into what we're currently playing. So, Travis, you and I uh, have been talking about this offline for a few weeks now and want to start with Steel Rising, which is the newest game from Spiders, the team that did Greedfall. And I know that uh, Greedfall was kind of like a double-A hit, if you will. Many of us kind of appreciated what it tried to do or or did. And uh, we were looking forward to Steel Rising, even though it's a much different game than um, than Greedfall. So why don't you touch on uh, your review and I'll add my commentary, even though it's pretty much identical. <laughs> yes. Spiders, I got to admire their balls. They just they make games that are just super weird, not like anything else you played, uh, which is very exciting. And I'm constantly rooting for this team. I'm, you know, when they came out of Technomancer and they tried to make like a... Uh, a Bioware game, essentially. I was like, yeah, do it. This seems weird. I want to see it succeed. Um, however, they they also have a reputation for maybe um, not always hitting that level that people are hoping in terms of uh, production quality. Technomancer certainly reaches that. And uh, unfortunately, though though they did get very close with... Uh, um, Greedfall. You're just talking about it. Greedfall, thank you. Uh, they the Steel Rising appears to be um, not their not their best work, uh, just in in terms of the game design and the bugs and kind of polish to it and that sort of thing. But it is a very cool world, very cool story, uh, very unique idea for a game as they are wont to do. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I gave it a six out of ten, which I think is. Um, which I, which I think is fair, and it doesn't mean that it's a bad game. It just means that you have to deal with a lot of rough edges. That my my recommendation to play the game comes with a lot of caveats, is how I would how I would describe a six out of ten. Uh, and so, uh, if if you really like Souls likes for things like fast, quick, fluid combat, probably not the game I'd recommend. If you uh, play Souls likes because they're challenging and you die a lot, probably nope. wouldn't recommend this game. It is uh, very easy, but if you don't really, you just say very easy. All right, I'm going to object to very. It is very easy. It it actually is. It's not their master craftsman. Let's let's talk to people that aren't Ains and Travis. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Very easy on the grand scope of this dude played 400 hours of Elden Ring, and Travis complains that the dragons aren't hard enough in Elden Ring and everything else. If you're a normie, if you only play these games occasionally, if you like just trying to get through an area you'll die plenty you'll die plenty Aegis dead or whatever the hell it says on that screen i've seen 50 Aegis times he just is broken right. yeah okay. Uh, okay. i i will I'll say when, when i when i say like if you if you play it because you love souls likes i'm talking to the souls like players like if you're a souls like diehard and you're like this is more souls like and part of what you like about souls like is they're challenging you know, you're probably going to end up like me and Hogue. However, if you tend to not like Souls likes or they're not sort of your game, this is a pretty good entry point. In, in Ains, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, Hogue people people who don't play Souls likes because they like the Souls like part of it, they play it because they want to experience the story and they are disgruntled by the Souls like 
kind of tropes, then yeah, probably a, a better game for you. Um, it just, you know, it has a very different audience and it, it doesn't do a lot of it the stuff it tries to do super well platform yeah. i actually don't think it's much of a souls like at all i mean i, I mean i'd argue I, the problem is is that it has the design elements and and fronts as a souls like it's actually still a spiders game it's very interested in codex and dialogue and storytelling um and they're just looking for an action format that they really like right so greedfall tried a kind of dragon's age inquisition uh, you've got the, you've almost got them evolving in various directions to see what combat they can attach to these these i think they're most interested in world building and and telling almost weird stories right because greedfall is fantasy colonial america uh this is robotic french revolution i mean like this is what they do is they do this weird stuff uh, to me it's a means to an end it's almost like you play a final fantasy game <laughs> I see you finally <laughs> just get out of here, but you play one of those for the world and the story and the characters. And then like whatever the battle elements are, you know, that's them experimenting and maybe some are better than others, but it's just a means to an end. It's just providing a conflict point to get you into the game and not walking simulator. Um, and so I, I seem to me what I've played, and I haven't beaten it, so it could all fall apart. Um, what I've played, it's more of a seven out of 10. And I know this is numbers, right? Who the hell knows what Travis's six is compared to Hoag's and whatever. Uh, but it's it's much closer to this has real value. This has something that is interesting. It is interesting to play. It's fun. Um, and then you say this is what you get if you're a Souls player and you, you should understand it's not hard for a Souls player. I would say this is what you get when you're a Spiders player. It seems to be exactly what I expect from Spiders. <laughs> do you, I mean, the advertisers, do you like Eurojank? Are you familiar with the works of spiders and piranha bites? If you're okay with that mm -hmm. level of kind of clunkiness because you see interesting stuff and it's not the same Western slop that they peddle you over and over again from over your shoulder, then give it a shot. Wow. Uh, I would yeah. I would probably say that you're both right. Um, so it, expectations matter, right? Uh, and so me playing it... No. Uh, not for a review. It doesn't matter. But go, well, go on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you and I are aligned on the review. We've talked about that offline. I mean, hell, I, I got bored with the game and stopped playing it, and I have other things to do. So I was like, I'm just going to tell people to read your review. I don't need to finish reviewing this. Um, to, to Travis's point, if if you are, and, and Hogue, I, th I think you're very fair in that it depends what you want out of the game, right? For me... Um, I would not go to it for its gameplay. I yeah, concur it, with Travis. Yeah, and, and that's my thing, right? Like, for me, if you're going to talk about uh, uh, combat mechanics that are trying to be Souls-like, uh, I look for two things, and that is variety in uh, enemy encounters and uh, level design. Um, and neither of those hit very well in this game. In fact, like I said, I'm literally, like, about eight hours into it, nine hours maybe. I haven't died. Not one time. Um, and that's only because, and I'm, that's not a flex or anything, right? I should put right? a video up of me dying to the first damn <laughs> But it's... As Travis will tell you, right, like I'm eight, nine hours in and I'm fighting enemies who do the exact same animations that they did five minutes in over and over again. So it's it's just incredibly predictable. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I totally get that. And I and I think it's a mistake probably for spiders to push into that area because it takes more. Um, it takes a skill set that they don't appear to possess because what yeah, they do have right. is a willingness to write interesting stuff that they say i would actually have them pour all their resources into like voice acting and like polish on face animation stuff like the stuff that they are aimed at they're they're good at in terms of the story but you are going to get voice acting from like the community theater 
kind of feel it gives you that nice playstation 2 vibe <laughs> of of the of the acting but like it's really good it's an intrinsically fascinating concept wait hold on the french revolution got weird because a crazy engineer started making robots okay <laughs> yeah. yeah it's bizarre um, it, it goes but, weird places too but yeah the uh i i would i would agree that they're it's almost like the the thing the bioware um developer we had on where he was talking about table stakes features right mm -hmm. like Marked it feels out. like there's a lot of table stake stuff where they were like well this is kind of popular let's put this in but i will say if you're going to have a kind of janky souls like game with robotic combat they sort of chose a great setting for that. And I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe that informed their decision on the setting. So, um, yeah. So it's, I would love it if it played better. I would. I, I just yeah. don't. To me, it's not as important to you that it plays. I good. don't think you're buying these games. To me, did you buy Greedfall because it was set to have an awesome action RPG system? Because it has one. And the answer is no. Greedfall doesn't have a good action RPG system. It's the, what, what makes Greedfall worth playing is its dialogue and its, and, and its world. Um, and it's got all sorts of stuff in Greedfall that you can complain about. Asset reuse. I, like I said, I love them because they seem like a really efficient board game designer that can't quite pay for all the shipping <laughs> costs. And so it's like, we're going to use this tile and we're going to rotate it. And then if we cut this off, it looks kind of different. If we send you in this area, it's going to look kind of different. We can use this same tile for 14 things. I'm like, I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly agree with you that I respect the developer that's willing to try new things and do different things. I think we all agree there um, that this is yeah. not like something else you're going to go play. Um, One thing else. is Travis's review actually convinced me to buy it because he talked up the world building and the dialogue and I don't regret it a bit. Like I, it, it was one of those where it's like you put, oh, okay, you're, you're buying this and you're like, this could go either way. This yeah. could be sour. Mm -hmm. And I, totally. I, I'm like, oh, no, this is from the trailers on. This is what I expected Steel Rising <laughs> to be. I have absolutely no greater delusions of grandeur for what spiders could put out there as an action game. So it's yeah. like, yep. Yes. Those are my boys. That is, and that is certainly a fair, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair thing from a consumer's point of view who is informed on the developer and what they're buying. But uh, when you're reviewing a game, you don't get to grade it on a curve because of where oh, yeah. it came Travis, from. Travis, I'm not, your review's fine. Budget. Yeah, no, I like I, I know, I'm just, I'm just so explaining my positioning on like. Get so defensive, Travis. Jeez. I'm just saying it's, it's a philosophy <laughs> thing. It's, but but no. what Hoag is saying, it makes sense because that's how, that's how gamers talk about games, right? They're like, yeah, I mean, it's a B game, but you kind of want to play some of those. And so maybe you wait until it's on sale or whatever. And yeah, yeah like me, I feel yes, that way we're doing this as the YouTube. It's like, wait for sale. But if you're interested, it's going to be a good time for you and check out like subscribe. Absolutely. But no, I mean, I think I want to see this version of your YouTube. Yeah, channel. I want this I want voice on all your videos. I want to see the rebrand and I want to see you <laughs> like like a monster truck rally commercial is what I think the voice you were doing there. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Virtual Legality. <laughs> yeah. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> Sunday, so you have, Sunday, Sunday. You have crowd pants Sunday, behind Sunday, you, like Sunday, fake Sunday. crowd cheering every time you yeah. say something. Oh, with the soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be great um no i yes travis i think your review was good I, in fact we i've talked about this in my space i have i wasn't on this show with you names but it's like to me you're always looking for from a review why does this person feel this way because i don't have to agree with you god knows travis we you know hi we, we, we disagree <laughs> on a few things right Our so i don't have to agree with you at the end of the day i have to understand how you got to your six how you felt about these things and when you put in a review that's like it's too easy as a Souls game, and it's kind of clunky and repetitive and whatever. And, but this, the world building is really interesting, and the story's kind of cool. It's like, yep, you, you might as well put a parent that says six, yeah. Hogue eight. 
I mean, like, <laughs> exactly, you yeah. put it right next to it. That's good. Well, I'm glad the review was helpful. And it, it if you think it's weird at the beginning, that game gets weird by the end. You're like, what is happening? But it's the also cool. Scene. Yeah. Nope, if nope, you're like a French Revolution quality. guy, a history buff, it's really cool. So. Yeah, it is. Like, and that's what I love about Assassin's Creed, right? We'll get there. I'm sure yeah. in the show. Yeah, we're but like get there. the opening scene of this is like Marie Antoinette. Like it's almost a chamber drama, and then you're just watching this whole scene, and then it's like, but but then about the robots, you're like, uh, yes, <laughs> and then and then it's like, and this one in here in the room with you, it was like, okay, all right, <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yep. I also like the um, you talked about some of the stiff voice acting, which is certainly a problem in the game. However, because a lot of the characters are robots. <laughs> And the way they talk, a charlatan that is more powerful uh -huh. than a minister. And you're like, oh, it kind of, I see what you did there. Okay. I, I got to respect it too. Lean the into it. Is, yeah, they're like, well, maybe we could justify it a little bit. Lean so into it. Good. Yeah, no, it's like, the, yeah, you, you, you come up with inventions for it. Like, if I'm them and I'm evaluating my core competencies, it's like, you guys got good ideas that nobody else is doing. Um, lean into that. And then yeah. I don't care. Make it a turn-based game, whatever. It doesn't matter what we're doing between those points. Just make it interesting. Um, and you'll find your place. I and and I bought this. I I, I said this to you offline, Travis, but I really like Greedfall. I really like supporting this particular company finding its voice. Um, and so I bought it because it's like, okay, if this goes wrong, it's like an it's like an early support for Greedfall too, which we know yep. is in process. So oh, yeah. That's how I always think about these things. Me Fair too. Enough. I love Fair. I love it when people support these developers. So, um, Mrs. Hoglaw says, "Side note: We do cheer when Hogan enters the room." So you can you can save that comment. Yeah. <laughs> they do. No, they do. That's why you have kids. It's just an ego thing. It's just you. You made little Hog fans. My God, if, if kids were an ego thing, it's gone horribly wrong very often. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, a lot of comments running through my head, but uh, we'll move on to uh, Splatoon They're 3. Wonderful. It's here. The Splatoon 3! Speaking the of kids. Squids, squids, yeah. squids, squids, squids. Um, I currently drive around a Splatoon mobile with Splatoon 3 written on the back with giant splats all over the car and a painted portion of our windows that my wife wrote to say, Taxi to Inkopolis, uh, which she loves. And also slightly regrets because she only found out after playing the game for a little bit with our daughter that we're now in Splatsville. But in any event, Inkopolis is still on the way, we think. And so we picked up the kids. She picked up the kids in that car. Uh, and I'm told that uh, the my youngest, did, the one that was so excited, almost died. Did you, is this did a real you, thing? Did you, get pulled, thing. did you get pulled over by Nintendo and they asked you to take it all down? Oh, no, as you know, you can absolutely use marks if there's no question that you're not showing the source of origin. So there's no indication yeah. that we're trying to sell Splatoon 3. We're just enthusiastic fans. There you go. Yeah. There you go. If, if, if you would know if they uh, send them a cease and desist, Ains, because they would have sent us a press release about it. <laughs> true. Well, if they send me a cease and desist, <laughs> they, they love that. They're getting, a, they're getting a video about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. if they send me a letter. We're having fun in virtual reality. <laughs> that would be great. But all right. How is Splatoon 3, guys? Tell me. It's good. Platoon 3 is everything that my daughter wanted it to be. Um, and so she enjoys all of the extra accoutrement. I, you know, I, I think anybody that wants to criticize it for being pretty Splatoon 2-y would have a ground on which to stand. Uh, but it's a new campaign. Yeah. It's, a new, it's a new campaign, which my daughter loves. The, and it's a bunch of quality of life stuff. 
Uh, I can tell you that it is. It, we are big fans of being able to just shoot around and and mess around between matches. That that considerably makes the the process smoother here in Hoghouse. Uh, we're big fans of the locker customization features, uh, and we are big fans of the card game that got added to the Splatoon universe. Um, and so I, that's that's what I have seen them interacting with the most. Uh, but it is it's a Call of Duty esque annualized upgrade package which i think Uh, does everything it should do on the tin but it is very closely related in dna uh to what you've already played gotcha squids 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 yeah (laughs) my my assessment is uh plus plus thumbs up on the campaign and the uh pvp which is mostly what i play the game for and i think probably most people play it for that is sort of giving me overwatch 2 vibes yeah, it's like a little is did they got to do this or was this a money thing or they just needed another release or whatever but uh yeah i, I mean I'll, i love splatoon it's such a unique uh multiplayer uh experience and uh yeah if you're into switch games you should play it also a pretty good showcasing of nintendo's online capacity which we don't get to see too much but they actually can do it they can <laughs> so, so no, no so it's it a very well no issues Works well, no issues. Yeah. And I, I, I've been playing it on my Switch on TV, which uh, is, as you guys have heard me talk about many times, the, the first Nintendo console in a long while that has an Ethernet port. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's kind of impressive to see that, too. No latency problems on uh, the Switch for the first time because I nice. play it on a wired connection. So It's, it's an cool. excellent multiplayer game. It is. Um, and, and turf war continues to be special. You know, that's, that's where it lives and, and butters its bread. I'm a salmon run guy. I really love salmon run. Um, nice. so, you know, it's, it's cool to see again, it's tweaks, it's quality of life, it's improvements. And, you know, because it is, because it is the most obvious live services game that could ever be and Nintendo ignores it. It has all this new fashion and stuff that is, that my daughter loves, uh, and it's it's so funny to go into Splatoon and be like, I mean this this is rigged, this is rigged for a battle pass, and like it is, it's no. right there. <laughs> no, no, and you know what, Nintendo, good on you. Hey, I'm, oh, uh, good you on you, man. You think they're preparing Nintendo. people? No, I think I think they're just completely oblivious to it. They're just doing the Nintendo thing where they go, oh, that's cute. Nice trend. I don't care. And then they just do their own thing. But like they could, they totally could. But I just don't think that I think they just kind of look at it and they go, oh, that's cool. You guys are doing that. Well, I think Splatoon original recipe wasn't that right. So when, when one comes out, we don't quite have live, live services built around that. They have their game. It works. And then their evolutions. And to change it completely is like it's a, it's a real change in what you're making. But it's so clear, especially when I'm playing Splatoon 3 and Dreamlight Valley and like Dreamlight Valley. We're going to get to it, I know. Yeah. But Dreamlight Valley isn't technically out yet. But what you can see is the structure for what it's going to do with, with monetization and passes and everything else. You, you can see what they've got. And it's like they have planned this. Like when this launches in 2023, I, you, you know yeah. how this is going to work. Um, and and it's, 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 you know, it's selling you fashion. It's selling you that kind of stuff. And you go into Splatoon it's like all this stuff. It's like, and then we've got catalogs. We've got the, we've got like the proto battle pass thing, kind of similar to what they do with their Nintendo uh, Switch Sports right now. And it's like, 
I feel like they did mobile. They thought we're going to chase this trend. They got burned and they're like, you know what? We're going to do what we do. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to sell you Splatoon 3. And it's just, I think we've talked about this before, but it's just so obvious. It's such an obvious candidate. Ubisoft would have made seven different versions, done two showcases, (laughs) four documentaries, and a concert series, all celebrating the live services that they put into Splatoon. Were it there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Well, that's good to hear. It's good. I know uh, a lot of people have been waiting on it. I've heard good things. So, yeah. I decided there's a chat here that I will comment on, which is uh, Nick's here in chat says, I have noticed frequent disconnects. I have noticed that as well uh bailouts i can't tell whether it's people or whether it's their connectivity problems but there have been a lot of people bailing out um okay. of of matches quitters okay. so, so those uh eight-year-old rage quitters there they'll get you all i know is it, what you know what's really fun about this i'll share this family story so uh, watching my daughters go from splatoon one to splatoon three the the difference in like okay oh i fell through great and it's very i can't figure out anything and how to move cameras and things to like Watching my youngest daughter pop this game in and start whipping around. I mean, like, we have to take that tower. They're getting around us. What What did she yell out? She yelled out on Friday. It's like, why aren't they doing anything? We need to get a team here. And I'm like, <laughs> like the multiplayer right there. Like, we need to take that tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Get that competitive juices flowing. I like it. I like uh, it. She's hilarious. That's good um all right let me get some super chats real quick while we're talking here so tau came in early with the ten dollar super chat sub chat sub bitcasters enjoy my time with the steam deck we'll be going through final fantasy one through six as per hogue i did the exact same thing per hogue as well he's got us all buying the final fantasy collection it's not on consoles so it's a great place to play (laughs) it's true It, it is true also, everyone send a congrats to Chris and his wife on another baby boy. Yes. So Chris, our regular season gaming community, uh, him and his wife had their second kid uh, just on, let's see, Friday, I believe. Um, Friday or Thursday. Congrats. So, yes. Congratulations. Continue the line. <laughs> good. Yeah. <coughs> Travis will be congratulating him on kids here soon. Nope. And then uh, Dan, <laughs> Dan, eat twice for us. Uh, Who's going to do that anyway? I like <laughs> Ains playing like parent-in-law to uh to Travis. Like I yeah, what is this? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna I, continue. I what, are you, what are you, my Jewish grandma? When are you gonna have a kid? <laughs> when are you gonna have you a know, kid? It would be nice if you made me a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think it's fun because the the picture I have in my head of Travis being a father, and I think you'd be a great father. This is not a negative connotation, but I just the picture of that situation just amuses me and i would love to hear your stories of fatherhood and you and your kids that would be great to me you never call anymore that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you could get reviews you could rate the years as they go we get uh, we could get reviews from travis of, of the parental experience no you know, see, all, my, like- all my reviews are oh no i shouldn't have done this my <laughs> time my money no so he's still getting assigned the poor reviews huh yeah See, see, what I love about it, Ains, is that Travis is a cool customer. He's been through he's been through the wars. He knows what he's talking about. He doesn't get confused by anything. But when you do that little joke, there's a small freeze up you can see in Travis's face. It's it. just like just it's just a little. Yep. God, yep. No. It's like the hitch yeah. in the matrix. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm too selfish for kids. I just want to <laughs> play games and ignore other people. I'm Better there. to know it than not. 
Correct. You know it. Yes. I know it. Better. That's one hundred percent correct. Gecko Gamer back in the house with the five euro super chat. Thank you, brother. The real French Revolution was already weird when it reached its super peak. weird. I cannot imagine how weirder it could get. Um, play still right. Manages, manages to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, to just. In respect to Steel Rising, again, these gentlemen have properly pointed out, don't go over there for the soul stuff, but you're getting a codex, you're getting pickups, you're getting logs, you're getting diary entries, you're getting dialogue. I, it's it's not Elden Ring on that score, okay? I mean, It it's, is it's not. Built- it, is, it is better than Elden Ring on story by a lot. Uh, on a, certainly on a linear story. I know, Ains wants yeah. to talk to us about the dreamscape or whatever. It's all good, bud. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I love Elden Ring. 10 out of 10 game for me, but it, it doesn't tell a good story. It just doesn't. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll let you go. Your son will talk to you about that one day. <laughs> you know he's going to do this forever. <laughs> it's true. It's 100% true. Christopher Jets are in the house with a $10 super chat. My issue is still rising. Is it's PC performance. I almost had okay. a game-breaking bug by getting stuck in geometry. Thank goodness yep. I was able to respawn to starting location. Otherwise, hours lost. It's that kind of game, folks. Just, just in is. terms of being honest. Uh, you know, the, we, we put that in the past. Getting too close to a plant and not being able to move. Yeah. yeah, I got a, I got footage of it in my review of me standing on top of a tree and my character's just like mm-hmm. stuck there forever. And I, yeah, it's, There's it's a lot got of bugs, man. Don't there, push there, it in the balls. The funniest yeah. bug, and Travis, I'm sure you've seen this because uh, I saw it several times, is you'll kill an enemy, right? And they'll fall to the ground and then they'll instantly pop back up and just like mo- just standing there moving like they're alive, but they're completely dead. You can walk through them. You can't hit them, but they're just standing. Oh, there. yeah. I actually forgot to highlight that bug. That happened to me like 50 times. Yeah, it happens all the time. And it's weird because like you'll search an area and then you'll come back and you'll see him standing there and you'll think it's a new enemy, but it's what not. Is, it's the I one you've already killed. bug in that I wasn't expecting? Oh, I had a T-posed. I had a T-posed enemy in Last of Us Part 1. I was like, huh, Mr. Wow. Polish. Cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice wow and then i'm gonna use uh this super chat to uh segue us because it's perfect geo rio back in the house with a 10 euro super chat also enjoy travis's review on disney valley uh pity a pity a pity that a bug erased my donald mm. feather so msq now locked i don't know what any of yeah. this is guys but the game hits all my dopamine sensors a bit too well awesome statue too. ghost yeah ghost statue behind me enjoy guys yeah, so uh, that that is something I talk about extensively in my review, but it certainly earns its early access badge with bugs. Um, I didn't really mention this in my review, but I played this entire game with my fiance. It is not a multiplayer game, but we played it side by side, and she actually played like 15 more hours than me because she's a psychopath. Like she was just <laughs> playing so much of that game, and uh, both of us ran into bugs that locked us out of some of the main like character quests and she encountered another one last night. Cause she's still playing this dang thing. She's obsessed with it. Um, and it, it, it has like some stuff. And if you go on Reddit, you'll see that's most of what people are talking about. They're like, Oh, I can't do this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game like very stupidly lets you complete side quests be- or main quests before it gives you the quest. So it'll be like, go and oh. pick up this gem. And if you've gone and already picked up the gem and it's in your inventory, you just you can't complete the quest and there's a bunch of quests like that so mm-hmm. you kind of have to like go in knowing that or you just have to be careful because there's stuff it's it's not a finished game and i think that they know that it's not finished so there will be fixes and that sort of thing but uh aside from hmm. that stuff that is super frustrating 
Okay, so so they, they crushed the game. They crushed so, it. Guys, thank right. you for the super chats, by the way. Uh appreciate you. Um, so explain to me because I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I've seen it all over my timeline, I've seen people talking about it. I haven't looked up a single thing about it. I nice. don't even know what type of game it's or good. experience we're the talking pitch. about here. Here's yeah. the pitch. It is a life simulator in the same vein of as Animal Crossing. Okay, I'm Except already out. For, Go ahead. Yeah, I know, I know you're already out. Except for instead of a focus <laughs> on building building your town and uh, paying off a loan to your house, the main thing that you interact with is you collect Disney characters, convince okay. them to move into your town, and then you build friendships with them uh, via RPG like so, uh, social link mechanics. Uh, that they eventually have little, they have little battle passes. They have little all, battle all passes. The, all in the characters friendship. have little things you get for each level. Mm -hmm. as you build their friendship with them it like in a bioware rpg where you're kind of like moving the sure, sliders sure, sure. Until you but can you can see level. kind of like you have a level, level for each character level up on the bottom <laughs> that's right yep um and so the they they sort of make an animal crossing game but they put their strongest asset first which is like hey we have hella memorable characters sure. and you can go around and collect them all and convince them to move into your town and then become best friends with them and i have a lot of questions yeah have... seeing all the characters in the same place it's sort of like a kingdom hearts if you know kingdom hearts was a much better game and was about <laughs> socializing and building towns instead of about dark hearts so I have it's a lot of way, questions. Way better than Kingdom Hearts. It is way so better. So, is the is the town the same for everyone, or can you modify the town as well? The town is basically identical for everyone. No, hold okay. on, wait, roll back. You can move everything in the town. You can move everything in the town, but the the bones are the same. It's not like Animal Crossing where the island shape and stuff is different. Oh right. Okay. So yes, yeah. yeah, so one canvas. Shape. It's a canvas. It, yeah, it's one canvas, and then they put some stuff in spots, but you can move it and change things as you go okay. and edit it. And then did the characters, do they, is it, <laughs> I'm trying to picture this. Are they walking around the town? Do they randomly yep. appear and you have to talk to them or? Yep. Yeah. You can to. go, you can travel to the realms to like, that's how you get them. You go to their world. So you go to like the frozen world and you recruit Anna and Elsa and get mm -hmm. them to come back to your town and that sort of stuff. Um, and then when they get into your town, they just become a part of the town. They'll go and eat at the restaurant. The Remy from Ratatouille runs the restaurant and That's they'll cool. go and go to Scrooge McDuck's store that he owns and just kind of hang out and they'll do stuff with you. You can go up to them and be like, let's hang out and they'll follow you around and you guys can just chill. Um, right. So and they, it's actually pretty great, man. No, it's like, it's no, no, it sounds like it, it sounds like to you. I think you said it right. At, at least the way I'm envisioning it is. They have a endless amount of memorable characters and people that have an emotional attachment to specific characters. It is so set up for expansion. They oh, the, the concepts of way, the way this thing is built with the doors that go to worlds and then the, the the characters that can just be added and would add to the to the nature of the the valley uh, is um, is brilliant. Like you can see exactly what their plan is for I don't know ten years. Um, yeah. and the fact that they had an announcement on one of the shows that we're going to talk about, which is like, okay, so they're, they're trying, they're planning, they're yeah. setting up the, the pipeline. Game had been out for like three days and they announced the, the first expansion for it, which is yeah. super exciting. Yeah. So who, who's it, developing this game? This is by Game, game Loft. Loft. Primarily oh, okay. a mobile developer. Yep. Um, that has a lot of experience with these folks. If you've ever played Magic Kingdoms online this is the same feel they, they've they've been practicing with these characters and with this vibe and with this community for yeah. what they're interested in 
for a long time. And you can see it. I Magic Kingdom has been on my phone for five years. Um, and so it's just one of those idle things where it's like you, you collect the money and then you go and you talk to Mickey Mouse. Um, and so it's definitely of that vein from the characterization. But on top of that, because they because they're a mobile developer, they've got some of the dopamine loops here mm-hmm. on such a good on such a good run of like you always do the next thing, do the next thing, do the next thing until it's four hours later. Um, and unlike Animal Crossing or some of these other games where you kind of hit this like realistically, I could go fishing now, but I've done all the things that actually reward me. Mm-hmm. Dreamlight Valley just lets you go. Dreamlight Valley just says, all right, keep going. We're just going to keep giving you dailies. And we're going to keep giving you things that you can do. And so it's really up to you as to when to finish. And like I said, the, the characters all have 10 levels right now, which is expandable in and of itself. The line actually yep. goes to the side and you're like, huh, okay. And so that's 170 levels. Then you have the main quest. Then you have everything else that you're doing. Then you've got the battle pass stuff. I don't know how much you interacted with this, Trev, uh, Travis, but the, they've, the got, Pixar, Pixar they've got a practice battle pass thing that they're starting with that is also broken, I should point out, Travis, because there's one that you can't get. Um, yep. And in that, uh, in that, they give you different quests. You pay for half of it, um, and then they use what I would describe as Fortnite boards. If you're familiar with the way Fortnite operates right now, is they give you a screen, and then you, when you buy enough from one screen, you can go to the next screen so that you can somewhat control what it is you're yeah. getting. And unlike yeah. the idiocy at Halo, they do have <laughs> the boxes which give you the premium currency back, which is always yep. when I get happy because I always do those first, and then everything mm-hmm. else is free. Um, and so you have you have like six dailies live you have six premium dailies live or battle pass dailies live you have the overall length of game stuff and then it's on a loop that unlike (laughs) unlike again like an animal crossing where you go and you mine something or you pick the flowers and they're kind of done it's big enough that if you're if you're looping for what you want and it's fast enough they're generally going to be back for you to just do it however much you like with some exceptions that are super annoying, but they do just sort of let you play at your own pace and everything sure you do. A, the the thing that the thing that, go ahead. I'm not sure the mushrooms in your grove aren't a bug for you because they loop they're, back they're, up. They're not. They're this is a. So I I don't know how technical you want to get here, but they have like yeah. they have item limits for each of their biomes, and if okay. you haven't accessed the other half of the biome and you're collecting they'll spawn more and more on the other side of the bridge you can't get to. And when it reaches its max, the new ones won't spawn on your side and then they okay, don't come back. Yeah. So it, 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 it sort of, it, it sort of is an unintentional bug. People online have been talking about it is unintentional lot, because you know. what's funny about yeah. this is that getting that particular item mushrooms is the way to defeat the mushrooms. I know it's so irritating. So I just had to wait extra days and I had like just okay. unlocked the ability to melt the mushrooms. Like when I finished my review, but I was like, I could have done that so long ago. And that, yeah, there's just stuff like that where it's like, I don't think they did that on purpose. And I think they'll probably- No, that wouldn't be good design. And I, it, yeah. that's just luck, right? Because I, I I read your review and I said, oh crap, because I have the mushroom quest in my corner. I'm like, I better get yeah. on that since Travis says it's yeah. going to take me four days or whatever. And I I just looped around and I, I, I just got lucky on the spawns or whatever. Because I'm like, Travis is full of shit. Yeah, no, it's yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're if you know the quest is coming and you save your mushrooms, when I love how bored Ains is with this. Can we talk? I, 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 I was going to say that if you are as lost and bored it. about mushroom talk as I am right now, you are not alone. That's yeah. fine. Ains, so, yeah, we'll well, take a break. What I had done, Hogue, is I had done a couple loops for a while before getting that quest and selling all my mushrooms before yep. eating them because I didn't yep. care. And then when by the time I'd gotten that quest, it was like, oh, crap, I did the thing where I 
I used all the ones on my side and they're now all spawned in a place I can't get because to. Because it's pretty so. stingy with storage. So you're always making it's those stingy. elections. Yeah, it is. So I was, well, you can build chests. I don't know if you know that. You can build an I infinite do. number, which is cool. I do. Um, I'm into this game. Anyway, Ains, my point was that Animal Crossing has this thing. Oh, we're getting it, to a point? Sweet. It, it, it plays in real time. So you only have certain, so much you can do in a day. And then you're you're sort of like, I'm now done playing Animal Crossing today. I've done like my hour worth of gameplay sure. and I put it down. Sure. And then this game does the exact opposite philosophy where it's like, go crazy, play as much as you want. And they, they the, the system that Hogue is describing of rewards and progression is yeah. so addictive and well done. They reward you for everything you do so it's like every 10 seconds you're getting some like bing, you earned points you earned money you earned a dream light that you can spend on new characters you earned battle pass experience and it's just like holy crap i'm i feel like i'm just getting you know badges and medals and like trophies tuned. constantly and you're like <laughs> and then you start you know, sweating and you're like this is my life now this is all i want to play and then 12 hours and their stuff is cool you know the trick in yeah. some of this stuff is that their stuff is cool uh and and some people that's you always laugh at it it's not like artists fall off trees or anything but like when you put this stuff in the game it's it's cool to earn and cool to see and cool to get um and uh that that makes it all work so let me ask uh, well not ask but uh sounds like they've got the dopamine thread uh nailed they've got disney ip licensing um and they've had practice with games like this before, so they probably have a good idea of what mistakes to avoid at a high level. Um, so to Hoag's original point, it sounds like this game is going to make billions of dollars. I think it's yep. got that pathway. You don't know because uh, it's going to depend on how it launches free-to-play and to the, to the public at large. But right now, to me, the only question is you can see what they could do with it. They know there's a difference between console and mobile. Like, that's why you... But sure. You, you see how you see their mobile mobile roots, which is like even the stamina you could attach a normal mobile stamina rule to or watch an ad to get more stamina and that kind of thing. And all this game does instead is like, go back, touch your house, touch home base and you get all your stamina back. And it's like, that's a weird dynamic. And it's like, it's yep. clear that there's there's it's clear that this could be just ridiculously monetized and yeah. finding the right place for that which they've pledged. We've seen companies talk about these. We're not going to do that. It's not a mobile game. We're not going to do all these things. You can see how the buttons and like the, <laughs> the hooks are still there if they wanted to. Sure. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, I think I, I, I said this to you offline. Um, people are sleeping on what to me could be a Fortnite level success for the audience that in general, I don't want to put people in boxes in general are not the bit casters. Right. Yep. Like that, not the, our audience, but, but, you know, Sims makes a fortune. Animal yep. Crossing does really, really well. Yep. Um, this is better moment to moment from my view than Animal Crossing at doing what Animal Crossing does. Oh, okay. Because, because it focuses on something so, different. If you, if you're into the town building part of it and like the yeah. hard life sim, you probably will like Animal Crossing more, but this is like for people who like the idea of animal crossing but wish it was more like an rpg with characters in its center and quests it's a game and that's it's, what it's, this does. it's it more drives, of a game it, it yeah. drives more than animal crossing which is like what am yeah. i supposed to you play animal crossing and you talk to your friend that loves animal crossing you're like and i'm now yeah. standing here what? I, I will say about the life service part because this is going to make or break <laughs> it right is like can they do content delivery so you can actually 
I think they accidentally let everybody see what their content delivery plan is because there's a menu hidden in the game settings that shows you a bunch of icons for upcoming stuff. And you're like, oh, look, this is like their first year of content. Um, you can see all the different worlds uh, listed. And I don't think okay. that was intentional. Um, and they, they very clearly have a plan. My question is, you know, Halo Infinite had a plan too for live service and it did not work out because it's hard to make uh, content. Is this game easy enough to develop for? Uh, can they add content at a, a clip that's good enough to keep people engaged? And when they add it, are you just going to burn through it? Because frankly, getting people, getting characters leveled to 10 and completing their quest line is not a super long journey, especially now that the game's out. People are just going to be stockpiling resources like Dreamlight and making sure they have five of every item in their chests and doing all that stuff that gamers do to min-max it. So I could very much see them dropping a character and then being like, all right, cool, recruited them all, have them all at max level. What do I do now? Right? Like every mm -hmm. time a new content comes out. Um, and so even if it is to develop for, it might not be content that is evergreen enough or, uh, you know, has, has the longevity to kind of keep, uh, keep the beast fed long enough for them to create a new yeah. character. So I think even though they have a plan and it, and it seems clear, like this would be easy to develop for, at least is my impression. It's kind of like, all right, you just add a character and a small I think little they world. Built a pipeline first. Yeah. They built a pipeline first. I, I still worry that like, this is the at least the way they built it today. You can burn through things so quickly, and I worry. Uh, I worry about that part of it. So, whether they'll succeed at live service is an open question, and and the way that they're going to monetize is the other one. Those are like the two big question marks for me. But in its current state, you should definitely play it if you like Animal Crossing games. It's on Game Pass. Yes, if you're a Game Pass owner, yeah, mm -hmm. you should play okay. it. Okay, you guys are trying. You're trying um rjh says it's a mobile game that is amazing but isn't a mobile game so it will attract all those casual people um because mobile games aren't so much money then on top of all that obviously all the disney fans as well so yeah it sounds like based on what you guys are saying if it has those hooks man this could be to, maybe, to hook's point it could be a huge huge game yeah and maybe star wars fans or marvel oh, star I mean, wars I, who knows in. oh you know star yeah wars is gonna come. it could star be wars is in magic kingdoms go 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 look at what made it into magic kingdoms over six years how it was introduced i think it's the same order honestly <laughs> if you go look at how that was that came in uh you can go you can go see what the plan is and i have no doubt that they set up the pipeline that way and i have no doubt that they i'm not as worried about it as travis because i don't actually think you need constant growth to enjoy that experience much like an animal crossing in kind of a safe period i think that's still going to play out for people and you can just run those battle passes for any kind of a reason to be there so i i, I think they've got themselves covered in a couple of different directions i'm only concerned as to you know what their plan is for for monetizing this when it's when it's actually launched as the game that they want it to be mm -hmm. yeah midnight jury just said i do keep waiting for it to ask me for money Oh, it's Dude, it, there's so many spots. Yeah, there's right now they're happy to take your forty dollars or however much Game Pass gave them because it's not out. But like when early access ends, <laughs> some stuff's gonna change. I, I can yeah, tell that's you that. the, yeah, and it's gonna feel bad. Like they, the, the one spot they put themselves in is it's like, yeah, this is, cannot be the way they live and keep their lights on. So the actual release is different. And how does that feel for people? Because I will tell you, I, I said I have Magic Kingdoms on my phone for, for five years. I absolutely adored it. Thought it was very fair for like three of them. They went overboard with like ads and interstitial yeah. screens and things like that for like a year or two. Pulled back from that. And then I went back to it. But like there was a period where I was like, no, this is we have we've crossed. That's too far. I'm no longer enjoying this. 
And so, you know, it's, you go and check on that. It's easy to do that. Um, but I, to me, this is very well planned out. And one of the things I like to see is like you say, oh, you go to their worlds. Yes, you do. But they're very contained and they use writing to make them interesting. And, you know, they don't use vocals. They don't use, they don't use voice readings of the lines. They use enough vocalization from most of the actors uh, to give you the impression of their character, but then everything else is written. Like they've made so many good choices for, we need to be able to have a pipeline and move it fast yeah. or that yep. Christmas event where we want Remy to make special Christmas comments yeah. or whatever. <clears throat> and I, it's, it's the opposite of, you know, I remember destiny. It's like, no, you don't actually want Peter Dinklage in that role. If you're going to have a bunch of stuff, you're going to continue to add to your universe. Um, and so it's, it's just really well thought out for, no, we want it. We're going to, this is going to need to go, 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 go. Um, and I think they've actually thought that through beforehand. And that's nice to see. I was just thinking as you were talking about uh, like uh, seasonal events, right? If you do like a Halloween event with like Nightmare Before Christmas, then you may actually get me to play it. There's already a pumpkin in one of the zones that nobody's living in. There's some some stuff that Nightmares Before Christmas is going to be in there. All right. There's All some right. stuff on the map that says home that we don't have a character for. I mean, like there's yep. there's okay. There, yeah, I think I think I think you're, you're going to get pulled in at some point. <laughs> and, and even if I even if I try to stay away from this game after it comes out, when Star Wars is in there, I'm yeah, there, there. <laughs> Mar- so, season pass. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, Mar- I mean, yeah, that that that's as soon as you said Disney, right? I mean, you think about everything Disney has the rights to nowadays, and it's just it's almost endless. So there could be a predator and an alien in there. I mean, like it is rigged. Yeah. It's just depending on what vibe they want to hit, because what they're aimed at is Sims. Like their graphics are Sims, the way they do their animations is Sims. So they're aimed at that. And then it's how far they want to press outside that. Again, I can only recommend go to Magic Kingdoms to see exactly how they treat Star Wars in the kind of cartoony way that they adopt yeah. the Star Wars look. Um, and then, yeah. And then these quests are all simple. They're written, but they're also kind of good, kind of great. They I, are. It's, it's remarkable. The story is kind of good. I'm surprised by good. that. So did did you like did you watch the review Hogue of the my my description of the story on that? I read like, your review. Is that the same okay. as your script yeah, for the yeah, watch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's what well, you you get the big I don't know twist in the middle, and it's like yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like how you're. It sort of sets it up like oh, there's this villain in the game, and then partway through you realize oh, is the villain adulthood? Is this hook? Did they do hook again? Are you spoil- that- are you are you spoiling a yeah. game? It, no, no, it's it's not like it's not like a. Spoiler. <laughs> he wrote it in his review for IGN. Uh, yeah, uh, I wrote no, it in my not- review because it, it's clearly not a spoiler. Technically, they tell you that at the very beginning of the game. It's just that at that point in the game, you're not really, you're not you don't really know what's happening yet. And so then when you get further in it, it's sort of like a story point that dawns on you like way later. You're like wait, the forgetting is me forgetting about these people because I grew up. Oh my God, that's what happened in real life. And it's like, <laughs> it kind of just makes you, it, it's just such a, a clever way to, to do the story in the game. So. Right. Okay. Well, the other clever thing I like from a meta perspective is that the intro is Stardew Valley. Like the, the intro is. Is, is, is identical. Uh, Bustle of the of, city. You got to get away from it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, lean into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dreamlight Valley, by the way, is a compound word ending in valley. 
that is designed to make you think of Stardew Valley. There's no question. 100%. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. So uh, good that uh, you guys gave a lot of context there. At least I have a picture in my head now because I had no idea what we were talking about prior. It's so much better than you think it is, Ains. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. So You know what's funny is uh, this was one of those games where nobody wanted to review it, so they threw it in the the IGN Slack and was like, you got lucky. Anybody will, will anybody take this or I'm gonna assign it to a freelancer? And I sort of looked at it and I was like, I mean, my fiance would love this. I guess I'll just sort of throw my hat in the ring if no reviewer takes it. And they had so many copies of the code and nobody took it. They were just like, nah, we're good. And then I and then I got assigned it and I was like, wait, this is good. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think anybody was expecting it, but it is very good. So yeah, you, you will you will unfortunately uh Ains have to hear Hogan and I talk about it. In That's fine. I'll try, I'll try it so I'm at least educated to to a no, degree. I, I mean, here's what's gonna happen, Ains. Here's my prediction. This is gonna get big. This is gonna get real big, and then you're gonna be talking about it like Fortnite. I, I can still go game. back to video appearances of people talking about Fortnite when they announce the battle royale. They're stealing from PUBG. It's like nobody's gonna be talking about this game in two months. <laughs> you know, yep. like I there are all these clips of like whatever epic. That's like yep. 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 Um, all right, we got a super chat from Philip Boyle, five euro super chat. He said, Thanks, Hogue, for the immortality recommendation last week. Unbelievable <laughs> game that I wouldn't have played without Game Pass. Have a phobia of rewinding now yeah vcrs are scary things so i respect it <laughs> philip thank That's you, why you so have much. to get one of those separate vhs rewinder machines mm. remember mm-hmm. those i do oh, remember those yeah super speedy yeah. see i'm not that young i remember that do you actually no, know I mean, from your I actually know useful what, life no dvds were out i think i was just poor i forgot about that <laughs> so yeah i mean never mind i retract my statement you are younger but if you're younger, it means it's, you still have plenty of time for the kids. So you're good to go. Immortality um, is grand. Thank you so eat much. Eat something. You look skinny. I'm just going to do a <laughs> Jewish grandma quote. Take it to deflect. Yeah. deflect. Um, so I, I have an on-the-spot question for you today. Um, because I was playing... Uh, what came out this week? The um, the update for Biomutant came out this week for, for new consoles. Downloaded that when I saw you tell people about your review. Yes. And, you know, I'm I'm I've talked about by plenty in the past. I'm not going to do that right now. But for whatever reason, right, it's one of those games that really sits well with me. I, I just love it. I started a fresh game for the third time this week. Uh, the update's really good, by the way. You can run it like is. a very high FOV. It's 4K. The frame rate never drops. It's beautiful. So Cats if you haven't played swords. it <laughs> pretty much, um, but I, I, whatever it is about the game, right, it just it hits me. Well, I love it. I'm playing it again. Um, which made me occur, right? Like, or uh, occurred to me, excuse me, made me occur, um, that there are those games for each of us independently that may not have been critically acclaimed, that may not, uh, you know, what have you. Uh, Many people didn't like, et cetera, et cetera. The the fives to to sixes of the world, the sevens here and there, that for whatever reason, you just adore, right? Like it's a game that just sits way up high for you. You love it to death. Uh, You play it all the time or you put lots of time into it. What is that game for you guys? Do you have one that comes to mind? Travis is going to answer Destiny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I too did easy give, of a cop I did, out. But. I did give Destiny Vanilla a six out of ten. So yeah, spot he's on. These, he's got that setting. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one I I've thought about this in a couple of places. The one I always think of as kind of like people didn't like and I really enjoyed was an old PlayStation Two game called Headhunter. Did you ever play that game? Let me let me look let me look up a picture to remind me. Hold Sounds on. Sounds familiar. I'm also gonna look it up. 
Um, because I can also pull up. I can also. I have a lot of these. You know what? This is. This it was is on Dreamcast I, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Oh. Yeah, it was. I. I remember the Dreamcast like picture from the the screenshot. I don't think I ever played it. Yeah, this yeah, is a game that has uh, is kind of like a '90s action movie, like Demolition Man, give okay. or take. Um, but it had some of the earliest kind of symphonic score and serious kind of working through a story, even if that story was dumb. Uh, in in against the siphon filters of the world, where you also had that kind of proto. Metal Gear approach to doing these kinds of games. So I really love that one. You all know that I have an adoration of full motion video games, which everybody hated. So, I mean, I can do, I can do that all day. I can just list them off. I love hell, a cyberpunk thriller. Uh, I, I love the Ripper game, also cyberpunk or Jack the Ripper, uh, the wing commanders, uh, wing a game called great. the Daedalus encounter. How about that one? That. Tia Carrera. That. Uh-huh. I do remember that. Yeah. Acting sewer yep. shark. Super I can do these all day. Now yep. I don't get to play them all the time because they don't actually work uh, work on the current systems. But I love those forever. I will stand up for Wing Commander against anyone, especially Wing Commander Three. I adored that game. I played it endlessly. In fact, played it endlessly on the 3DO. Yeah, well, that's uh, the right place to play it. You yeah. got three of the fur balls. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tia Carrera. There's a name I hadn't heard in a long time, but yes, you're right. Uh, Mark Hamill, famously in what Wing Commander? Was it three? Three and four. Three and four. Yep. Yeah. And and whatever five was. Uh, it's not five. It's not called five. It's called like Aliens, Revengeance, uh, Cocoon, Symbiosis, something along those lines. <laughs> He's just throwing words out now. Wing Commander. Uh, that's what they do. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's a subtitle that means like Alien. Wing Commander. Xenophobe. First contact. Uh, uh, Christopher <laughs> Jetzer says Lollipop Chainsaw, which Christy Fletcher seconded. Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, Lollipop Chainsaw is getting a remake, re remaster. Something yeah, like that. Some, something's happening to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ash because says, of oh, that, something's happening to us. What? <laughs> I, I know that they put out a statement that was something along the lines of "No, we're not changing her design. We're bringing it. We're bringing the game as it was into the modern age." It was like, "Oh, okay. Were you getting asked to?" Chill out a bit on Lollipop Chainsaw. Probably. Movies. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, Order 1886, Ash says. That's a great oh, choice. Oh, God. For... No. No. <laughs> no it's, it's an easy game to imagine somebody loving. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine. I liked Order. I mean, obviously, it has many faults, but I liked it. I like the concept of it. You ever yeah. been to a shooting gallery? In a... It is a shooting gallery. It is. For what? People love Duck Hunt. <laughs> Duck Hunt has a better story. Um, my six out of 10 games that I like are destiny. Yeah. Just got to throw that out there. Yes. Uh, alpha protocol, which okay. I personally think is underrated. That broke on but... me so many times. I know. I, I, again, I, I, I'm alas, but alas, but alas. Yeah, it is. it is. <laughs> and, uh, earth defense force. You always oh, you talk about that. You love those. Yeah. I love those games. Earth Defense Force. I could play those for hours and hours. And I have gone back and played Earth Defense Force 2017 and 2024 or whatever the other games are uh, a few times. And those games are horrific design, but they're I I will laugh and die every time the frame rate goes to two because I set off a nuke that killed, you know, a million ants. So it's, it's <laughs> remember back in the NES days, that was, you know, losing frames. That meant some cool stuff was going down. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, it was like John Woo slow motion is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Like you lose <laughs> frames in this game and it just slows the game down to a crawl because you called in an airstrike and it shot made like 90 bombs blow up and all these ants are flying in the air like because eh, 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 it just can't handle you. So amazing. Well, let me mention part, another uh, one. Oh, go ahead. Let me mention another one because I, I, I really do enjoy this one. I have to admit, I have no idea how it's been reviewed. Um, but I've talked to you guys about it and it's the Voice of Cards series from Square Enix where you're playing what are relatively light, very standard RPGs that the entire world, all the menus, everything is built out of cards. Uh, and they had a, they released a game last year called the uh, Voice of Cards. I want to say like the Dragon Reborn. Um, and I, I talked highly about it. I suspect it's getting sevens. I would I would guess from people. Um, I really, really enjoy it. And so much so that I've gone back to it twice. And what's really interesting about it is I said at the time, I said, well, this seems like something that Square Enix should really churn out could really build and they have the third voice of cards i said this just released last year the third voice of cards comes out this week um and i actually like it oh. so much that it's a folder on my playstation uh that just is called voice of cards that they're all going into that sits right at the top of my games because they are so relaxing uh they they use like i think they use the composers from near the near series and they're all read to you. It's the voice of the card. So it's just one narrator doing all the voices like an audio book. And they, they pick these kind of relaxing voices out. Uh, and it, you know, it reminds me of old school RPGs, Final Fantasy, along with like, I don't know, reading Rainbow. Um, and uh, it's it's a delight. But I suspect people aren't vibing with it quite as much as I am. But I also suspect uh, higher than you think. Enough. Okay, so good. uh Beasts of Burden is the one launching in two days, you said. Yeah, yeah on the thirteenth. Okay. Uh the last one last year was the Dragon Roars. Uh the Dragon Roars I, is the first the Isle one. of Dragon Roars. Uh, okay. That was the base game. Yeah, oh, no, there's okay. there should be one that's like the Maiden Cry. The Forsaken Maiden Tears, was the one Tears that came the out Maiden. earlier this year. Forsaken Maiden. Okay. Forsaken so Maiden, uh, thank you. Uh, Isle of and Dragon they, Roars. And they, and, and you're right, Hogue. They all, I think, a Metacritic are in the mid to high seventies. All the expansions. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's not it's not bad enough, Fanes. But I, I did, yeah. I hey, it's a good it's a good entry point to say, hey, there's a new voice of cards this week, folks. There if you, you like it like I do, there you go. Uh, got another one. Face of cards. Rise. Hey, the other thing I would say about voice of cards is, um, they start out really chill, but this is the near team. They get weird. So if that intrigues you, you should know that they do get weird. Forsaken Megan Maiden, especially. Voice of cards for those who like it weird. <laughs> That's the Hogue right. recommendation. No doubt. No doubt. We've got, uh, let's see, someone said Stalker. Gecko says uh, Dead Core, which is apparently, I looked it up while you guys were talking, was a game in 2017 I had not heard of. Dead Core sounds like a really specific version of metal bands. <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, uh, there are, yeah. Core. Metal Core. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy 15, Sardinism says. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sardinisms accurate <laughs> and then someone really doesn't like uh real rad act really didn't like order 1886 but that's okay oh we get did you just did we start an order fight i get yeah, why right. people would hate it i get why people would like it what yeah. a waste of my time order 1886 yeah i don't know i liked i like that i right. felt you know the opening to that game where you're getting waterboarded that was me the whole game just getting waterboarded <laughs> stop it the funny so thing about like, that game is because oh. it, it, it didn't get reviewed well. It had this uh, $150 collector's edition that I don't think they made a lot of, which I actually owned. Of course and you I did. Didn't, I didn't. Well, no, I owned. Oh, okay. uh, and I, I, I either returned it or sold it. I can't remember. And now it's where it goes for like $700. Um, oh. 
because people, you know, there's this cult group that love that game and they didn't make many of them. So everyone wants it. It's kind of it's easy to see how people would really like order. Like it's very different in, in how it proceeds as a game, much to people's chagrin, but like, that's, that's always going to be very popular for whoever that works with really well. Yeah. Unique. That was, that was that era where Sony was doing the same thing. You know, they go through phases at Sony. They just, they do like the same thing in all their games. That was the phase where at the end of the game, you're fighting gross humanoids. That was the thing they did for a while. They did it with the order and then they did it with the until dawn. Just like, so the second half of the games are always, here's a gross humanoid that you have to fight. (laughs) God, I hate hate that game so much. (laughs) What a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. Download the order for you. Four out of 10 for me. All right. All right. Easy. Four out of All right, bad. All right, four out of ten, bad. So we're talking about Ubisoft forward. Um, Perfect transition. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's go. <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the show we got yesterday from Ubisoft. So, yes. um, why don't we talk? Let's let's break it into two things. Talk about everything else, then we'll talk about Assassin's Creed. Um, okay. So here's everything they. Sh- I'm just going to run the list, and then you can pick. Yeah, give the list. Yeah. Yeah, so we got uh, Mario and Rabbids. Um, so they showed more of that, and they showed that there's going to be an expansion with Rayman that's coming to that game. Uh, they showed more of Skull that's and Bones. That's some contract work right there, by the way. Yeah. Good job. They showed more of Skull and Bones. Uh, they showed Season 4 of, <laughs> Riders, of Riders Republic. They showed the new update to Division 2, of course, along with Heartland. Uh, Heartland mm-hmm. is going to be, which we already kind of knew, but a free-to-play action shooter RPG in a new location for Division they talked about Netflix and their agreement to make mobile games with Netflix. They talked about track media coming to console. And then they talked about just dance 2023. Of course they did. Netflix. So, if you had to drink every time they said the word Netflix, you were on the floor at yeah. least as early as three quarters of the way through the show. <laughs> this is very true. So we'll, like I said, we'll save, they saved the end for like kind of a big, assassin creed presentation i'll call it a presentation rather than an update uh but please (laughs) but uh you know out of these things here that they talked about previously i honestly believe i don't know about you guys man i have seen nobody and i literally mean nobody and this is just me talk about skull and bones releasing in two months I think there's a reason Skull and Bones is that they offer its day and date on UB plus or whatever. I mean, I think they're, they they know where they're at in terms of Q score on Skull and Bones. Um, I, every time I see it, I, I what are, what's your hook? What why am I compelled to play this? Their hook um, was that Black Flag was a, a hit and they couldn't get it out before Sea of Thieves. And Black Flag came out when? to yeah. 2012 maybe 2013 yeah. i mean I how mean, long was... after how long after that second black flag game were they announcing skull bones and talking about it and then there was like an eight-year gap or something yeah. it's kind of crazy. i mean i mean black flag was on 360 and ps3 was it not it was on ps3 it, it was it was, it was a cr- it was a cross console game right uh, like like destiny well, no, on no it. The, se- the second one was no it's the first one black flag has those videos where they show this is what it looks like on the place oh you're right you're right, right. Yeah, like that is because i remember the like swipe over to like look at the rain and like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our palm trees will now be affected by the rain i was like okay 
Yeah. Cool. It was the one the next year where they made a 360 exclusive Black Flag sequel. And then the, the that's Xbox the one with the ice on the cover that like I've never played. It's like the only I have played it. Played. They, they, re- they re-released it with the modern platform. And I was like, I'm going to play this game because I missed it. And it is actually pretty good. You end up playing sure for a Templar. You play a Templar. It's one of the okay. one of those games. So. So it's funny because the chat's saying the same thing. Like, I keep forgetting Skull and Bones exists. I don't have a clear idea of what Skull and Bones is. And I think that's the problem. I, I They're talking about it a lot, but not in a way that intrigues me or seemingly many no, people. just the French accent sayings. <laughs> just make, it just makes you gl- your eyes gloss over when you hear that voice. Well, well I, I, I don't think it helps that it's releasing the first week of November, right? November 8th. It's releasing right in the core of the fall. It's releasing one day before Ragnarok um I, I don't think that they're gonna be in this <laughs> you still don't think it's releasing oh, I'm that, that game's not coming out that week <laughs> i can't believe you're holding that that prediction down to this point well I, i'm holding it we'll all see. right so hogue for everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about still doesn't think that god of war is going to release this year uh he thinks uh, november 9th date will slip i don't think it's releasing that week i think as you get closer it's a little bit more likely that a delay would be shorter but i, I the other option is that it's got technical problems. I, I mean, I, I this this still doesn't. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I, it, I right. could be one thousand percent wrong. Nothing would make me happier on this. Honestly, game releases. Game doesn't have technical problems. Fantastic for everybody involved. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't feel it. Gotcha. Um, Mario and Rabbids. I keep saying that wrong. Mario and Rabbids. Um, I'm Just super like excited Rabbids. for that game. I think that's the game that will dust off my Switch. Uh, this year so i'm looking that, forward that that uh that development example that they showed in this th- that was the highlight of the show don't show your highlight of the show first ubisoft it's right out of the gate wrongly <laughs> um it was so good looking and has so many neat interesting ideas for uh tactical combat games mm-hmm. uh i i think people might discount it because it's gonna be mario and rabbits but i think at the end of the day you're gonna see the stuff that they've they're working on coming out of this Filter out through all the games you care about more. Fire Emblem, XCOM, whatever it might be. They are thinking through some stuff. I think Sparks of Hope is going to be an actual genre changer from what we've seen so far. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely looks like a huge step up from the first one. And I like the first one a lot. The first one's awesome. Yeah, so this is, uh, yeah, it looks great. I'm excited about that one. Uh, division. I'm a big Division player. Uh, I know, I don't think either of you are, but, uh, you know. I thought Division- they were cool, but I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that look. I li- I like small town USA for for this kind of game. Sure. Um. So I think they they showed like the Bolarama and the mall. Yeah. And things yeah, like yeah. that. It's also in the eighties. I don't know if you know. It's a time traveling division. Uh. But uh, yeah, it's it's small town America from a different small town America. Uh. But uh, yeah, it's it's very. I thought I thought it looked good from the art design and what they showed. Yeah. So if you're, I like if for- I like the division. I just have problems with its live service model. That's it. Yeah. Do we know what Heartland's that- service model is? It's free to play. So, and and the way they described it, there's like a two minute dev commentary on it, you could say, okay. where basically they said it's, uh, you know, it takes a lot of the foundational work of Division Two, but it simplifies the survival mechanics, whatever that means, because there's not a lot of survival mechanics in Division Two. I, I don't the question. You don't yeah. eat in Division, do you? Only to get health back. You know, you can kind of eat your your health pack or whatever. But um, I just hope it if it's uh to to travis's point free to play right uh it's co-op i hope it has all of the 
not only the loot loop that uh, Division Two has, but I hope it has all the improvements that they've made over the past four years in that game um, because it has gotten pretty extensive. So if it has that, it'll keep people playing, which could be good. I'm, I'm open to a new setting. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I'm glad they didn't just throw it in New York or where we've already been, Washington. I was so. impressed by the setting. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, looks good. Silver Creek. It's a made-up hometown, as uh, as Hoke said. Uh, Trackmania. City. <laughs> um yeah but i don't i don't have any i mean funny enough riders republic season four actually looks good travis and i reviewed that game we both enjoyed it quite a riders bit Republic is good it's a good game good. um but uh i don't know how many people are still playing that obviously some so yeah that's uh that's the problem with a lot of these uh live service games is even if they're good that might not be good enough in the live service arena nowadays because there's so many great options that if you make a good uh, a good game with the live service model, everybody's everybody wants you to play their game forever, and that's not a it's not a a possibility with the time constraints of life. Yeah, yeah, and I, one thing I keep talking about on on shows too is just like you know we as we all know right there's more and more drive towards live service. We know PlayStation's driving there. We know there's going to be more and more options. To your point, Travis, and there's there's only so much time if you're if you're dedicate yourself to a, a big live service game like a Destiny, right? You only have so much time. Um, so yeah. it, it, there's going to be a lot of a big graveyard, I, in my opinion, of live service titles here in the next several years. <clears throat> we'll say not wrong. Uh, Assassin's Creed. So they ended. Uh, this is kind of the what was the focus for the show. A lot of this, in fact, almost all of it leaked ahead of time. Uh, so what they showed. Let me let me go through this and then. Uh, Hogue, I know you're chomping at the bit here. Well, no, I will. I was just thinking if I want to make sure we didn't miss anything from the first half because I also think Trackmania is fun. I like Trackmania. Trackmania is coming to uh, console next year. Trackmania is cool. Uh, Netflix and mobile games. That's all I had in my notes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Horses. Horses. Just, just dance, of course. Uh, well, you know. Just, okay, so that's a big announcement. Again, if, if we're covering all gaming, Just Dance is moving to full live service, um, which I think is a the absolute right call for them. Yep. The um, six player online multiplayer as well where you can play same like compete online six player i mean i know with our show here about dreamlight valley and mario and rabbits and just dance we're not in the the, the core demo but i think these are going to make money <laughs> for yeah. people yeah there's a reason they were still releasing just dance on the wii uh, i thought it was so smart I, I actually thought they should have been working on this before but like it takes time so what they showed i think oh that's gonna work that oh yeah gonna work. oh yeah It'll make tons of money for him. Um, all right. So Assassin's Creed. So they uh, they confirmed. They talked about Mirage a little bit. They showed a cinematic trailer. No gameplay. Uh, <laughs> hold, hold, hold. Um, no and, and they said it's coming in 2023. No date either. Just uh, it's coming next year. Pre-order this undated, unshown game, you idiots. We think you're dumb. Thank you, Ubisoft. No, nice to talk to you, Eves. I tried to get him the hold. I tried to get him the hold. Um, <laughs> he's not wrong, though. Uh, so, yes, you can pre-order the game now and get a bonus mission, apparently. The collector's edition is up on Ubisoft.com store. Uh, but we don't. We haven't seen the actual game, other than it's everything that we talked about last week, right? It is boss team. takes place in Baghdad uh, 20 years prior to Valhalla when he's younger. The core of the game is what more of a classic, in air quote, uh, Assassin's Creed experience. What's the, code, what's the coded words they used on the on the on the actual show? It was on a, a linear ad, action adventure, is what they, is what they called it. Too. Okay, 
And that's how they're going to separate with their open world RPG. Yes, they, they referred to Code Red as their open world RPG Assassin's Creeds or something yes, like that. They did. Yeah, so they're they're clearly making a delineation right between these methods of their Assassin's Creed games development. Two different genres. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They are. Well, at least I think you know to to give them a little credit. At least they recognize that, right? Because we've had these RPGs for the past three entries, and and no matter how much money they've made for Ubisoft, which we know is a lot, with Valhalla being the top one ever, um, there are there is that subsection of the community, as we know, a very vocal community that says, "Where is my Assassin's Creed that I grew up with and love for the past decade?" Right. Yep. So uh, at least they recognize, hey, we're going to take this in an approach where we can deliver both experiences. Oh yeah, I've been on both sides of this coin. Yeah. Right. I yep. when Resident Evil 4 comes out, I'm like, what the hell? That's not my game. Resident Evil 6 is, right? Right? Yeah, Resident Evil 6 is stronger than 4. Yeah. <laughs> my God. <laughs> my There's God. our code. Hey, let me first of all, I don't even believe that. I just wanted to get aimed to, to motion. The four five yeah, six God. sequence, the four five six sequence is not Resident Evil to me. Like, like, like that's not what I go to the series for. So I know people sure. love four fantastic but like that's not that's not what i'm interested in um yeah. so you've got the one two threes you got the four five sixes and now you've got the seven eight nines uh and uh i look all i'm Evolver saying I'm, I'm empathizing with hey if you played one two three and then four comes out that is not your game that that is not resident evil as that transition happens uh doesn't mean you can't love it like i love syndicate the last of the linear action adventures and i love origins but those are different games yeah very different games no doubt. It's funny because I'm I'm that player. I played Resident Evil one, two, three, and all of the old Assassin's Creed. And whenever they changed it up, I was like, "Oh, fresh newness." I guess I'm the opposite. I have the opposite kind of response to uh, when something's new or they they change it up. I don't go, "Hey, this I isn't don't... what I signed up for." I go, "Oh, they they changed it up." I'm, no, you like that on. one, but that's that's yeah. so. I like both versions of Assassin's Creed. I'm saying I didn't much care for four, but that's just going to depend on what the change is, right? If they took your series that you liked and changed it into a, a match three, you would have some thoughts, even if that's new for the series. Destiny, yeah, but Destiny I, 3 I got, will be a card collecting game. Yeah, see, if, if that happened, I would be super <laughs> down. I mean, I was tweeting this week that they should add dating sim mechanics and turn-based <laughs> combat to Destiny, and I stand by that because it would probably be better. So, I, you know, change things. I, not, there's no secret cows in this industry. Just screw it i almost said that word. screw it man let's just let's just go full you know let's yeah. do it make do destiny it. uh dating sim like uh mass effect 2 you could do that yes <laughs> all right Dude. all right so we, we got mirage i like here. dating sims i bought one this week kaiju I, if anybody's interested a kaiju dating sim so a you kaiju, kaiju dating or the kaiju date each other the, the kaiju date each other so you're oh. you are a kaiju and you get to choose between different Kaiju I would have been. Date. I would have been more interested if you dated a kaiju. That there are games like that. There's games where you date. Yeah. So anyway, well, we can get How into it. Do and I have we'll to do read a... the ratings on these games, Travis? Uh, the kaiju one's fine. It's just kissing. But the, if you want the raunchy ones, you're going to be playing on. Steam no, no. Or, How, you know. No, the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. I'm just letting yeah. you know, Hogue. If it's on Xbox, it's not going to be that bad. It's it's basically going to have no. But if you if you buy it on uh, after playing that, Immortality, uh, I don't even know if I believe that anymore. Uh -huh. God, I gotta so play that player. game more. I gotta get yeah. into it. 
podcast. I haven't played There's it at all, but I, I keep seeing people talk about it and hoping I'm not getting spoiled, but I've been reviewing constantly, so I haven't had a spare moment to play it. But yeah. That's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Immortality. It says, hello, Xbox. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, they did release, uh, what was that game that got censored on PlayStation? That got out on Xbox. Oh, in its right. Full... The one with the peeling the face off of the yeah, dead peeling body. Face. So Xbox isn't, isn't afraid of it. It's more just that, uh, like, yeah. I think dating sim creators, they Martha. know their audience and they Martha. know that Martha is dead. Yeah. Martha's Martha dead. is dead. No, and, and immortality, right? It's immortality is putting these things in a reason. It's commenting for it. It's not, it's, it's art. But like, all I'm saying is in terms of what's on there. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll wake you up. <laughs> yeah, I think what Hogue is advocating for here is more raunchy dating sims on the PlayStation and Xbox stores, which you know I can the- get behind. Let's do it, everyone. Let's join Switch. together. You know what's the funny about the PlayStation Full store? So here's, here's another uh, side story. Um, so I, one of the things I like to do with the kiddos is just kind of go through the store and watch trailers, which is fun, yeah. right? But like, there's so much. Um, let's just call it thirsty playstation content that is like on just like the thumbnails and screens it's become a little bit more like i don't it's not really okay (laughs) um so like i tend to not go through that store anymore with them and that's like Mm. weird Mm. interesting I like that Travis just blurted out full frontal right before you started talking. I'm just saying, give the people what they want. The consumers. Is there full frontal immortality? I would say that it is close. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm definitely playing immortality after this. <laughs> don't, don't put those, don't make that be the way. How did I convince Travis? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Assassin's Creed. Guys, uh, so we've got uh, Jesus Mirage next year. We talked about that. All right, then we gave Codename Red, which we already knew about, but is their next open world RPG, Assassin's Creed. It's going to take place in feudal Japan, uh, which has been long requested, as we know. No other details given on that one. Then they gave Codename Hex, which is the other one that we kind of knew about from leaks, which is kind of they said, unlike any AC game before kind of this witch based oh it's definitely witches hexic type yeah yeah something like that hex based thing um then they said code name jade which is their triple a mobile game mm-hmm. in china yep uh with touch controls so that one missed me by a long target but you know hopefully they make a great you know what i miss they did those program. like they did those like three two like two dimensional not really two dimensional but like flat based do you remember those? They did like yes. Assassin's Creed there India. Was a trilogy. China, Assassin's India, Creed Russia. And Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? India, Russia. China, and in China, India, and Russia. Those were nice. Played, played them all. Yeah. They're decent. Yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. And then they did mention uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity, which we've all heard about, which they did confirm is kind of going to be like a hub for Assassin's Creed content uh, where you can kind of bounce around and bounce out. Uh, and they did say that they are looking at ways. They didn't announce it with any of these specific games, but they're looking at ways to bring multiplayer back to the Assassin's Creed universe. That was the one announcement I'm down for. Assassin's <laughs> Creed multiplayer was some of the best stuff that sold Underrated. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was tremendous. I, the, the world's addicted. most rocking game of hide and seek. I love it. I was um, addicted to that game. Oh, I yeah. got so into the meta and like 
you know, you get like a poison off and they don't even know that you're a non-NPC. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Delightful. Well, when, for the record, folks, if you didn't watch this hour and a half long slog into Ubisoft land, uh, it they were announced. Like, that was it. Like, you've got it. Ains just delivered the same news that Ubisoft did in a much longer fashion. Yep. There is nothing else. Uh, they didn't show games. They didn't really explain how Infinity is to work. I've got my theories. We could talk. Um, uh, they didn't actually say other than Feudal Japan, which was, I think they actually could have just left it as a teaser. They showed a teaser. A, they showed a it, teaser. It was a ninja on a on a uh, rooftop with a giant rising sun behind him. I don't even know that they needed to explain uh, <laughs> what, what Codename Red was, uh, but it's... It was the for what they set up. Like they, if you watch this show in terms of expectations and audience setup, they start out with "Wait for our Assassin's Creed presentation. It's gonna be awesome." Um, and 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 they make you wait until the end in the last twenty minutes or uh, of it, and they told you nothing. They told you nothing. Yeah, they uh, told you everything we already knew. Really, it was. Very underwhelming. And yes, they put a collector's edition pre-order and a pre-order link to a game without a date and which they have not deigned to show you a screenshot of. Um, sure. That is party foul to me. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what those numbers look like because I think it'll speak to uh, what we were talking about earlier with the, the size of the audience that really wants that classic Assassin's Creed experience. If they're just so over hyped at that announcement alone that they're willing to pre-order this game i'm going to call party foul number two Go for because it. i think the folks that are really looking at it mo most closely caught that they said linear action adventure but there weren't there weren't bullets there wasn't a paragraph about going back to basics there wasn't a lot of highlighting that if you love valhalla this might be a different game if you love origins there isn't a lot of underlining that fact so I think they're both trying to signal that, yes, we're going to go do this old Assassin's Creed. We're not going to show it exactly because we want to collect pre-orders from the folks that love current Assassin's Creed. And then we'll convince you after the fact, hey, I'm not saying Mirage won't be great. I love the old Assassin's Creed. I'm I'm hopeful. But like they are playing, they're playing pretty vague with the fact that this is different. That is fair. I, I agree with you. You're fair. And the Gecko says you're throwing out the flags. Uh, <clears throat> I think it'll be good. I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. I don't know that they've made one that I've just truly not enjoyed. Uh, Unity, maybe. I really hate Unity. Okay, <laughs> Unity. Um, Assassin's Creed 3, too. I like that you work through that, like, in real time. <laughs> well, I like yeah, Assassin's Unity, Creed Unity is bad. Really? I like 3 enough. Yeah. yeah. Oof, so I, like build, I like building up the town. I um, didn't play Unity, but I heard that, obviously, we know Unity's story of when it launched and the chaos that ensued there. But I, I thought I heard from, I at least heard from some people that now, now, if you go play it now, and it's all the issues mostly resolved, that it's actually not a bad game, but not true. It's its design that's problematic more it's than its graphics. Design. It's yeah, it, 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 it shoehorns the co-op co too much. Yeah, they, they were aimed at co-op, and it's wrong. Yep. That's why it hasn't returned at all. I got you. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let me get these couple super chats. We got two from Mr. Gecko Gamer back in the house. He's got five euro super chat. AC has gone full circle and has become Prince of Persia. That did look like Prince of Persia. I mean, like that's that was Baghdad. Yeah, I mean it did. Uh, and Prince of Persia can't even get their remake squared away. So that's a whole nother topic. But that uh, is interesting. They greenlit a Prince of Persia and Assassin's Creed Baghdad simultaneously. <laughs> seemingly okay i think 
I think Prince of Persia is probably going back to the drawing board because uh, uh, media people have played that game a few times now, and every time the the feedback or the previews that come out are, <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden we don't hear anything about the release date, even though they were sort of hyping it up before as like, oh look, it's almost done. Come play it, reviewers and stuff. And yeah, well, like, it got del- it got delayed, and then it got delayed yeah. indefinitely, which is yeah. never a good sign. I, th- I think it's every every time they let somebody play it, there's like so many red flags. And to their credit, they're not just pushing it out. But it, yeah, I. Well, anyway, it's like the, the water really the water cooler thing. conversation on this one between uh, games critics is like a little interesting. So, <laughs> well, what's funny is I think Prince of Persia had a long time in the wilderness after you know the the trying to make it edge lord stuff uh, in the in the 360 era, and then I thought they nailed it with the like colorful cartoony one. And I can't remember, I can't get that generation right. And then it like just never went on from there. I, yeah. It, they, they've, it's a weird IP for them. And it also has this weird overlap problem, especially now with what is going to be the main Assassin's Creed for like a three year span on either side uh, being a Prince of Persia game. I mean, they're yeah. not wrong. Well, it's, got, it's got the time rewinding thing that's unique to it. So well, they don't have to. I mean, that was only Sands of Time. Prince of Persia didn't start that way. Let's go back to that since the time was good so that's my vote uh, <laughs> but yeah but i think they could make it unique because there's enough about prince of persia it's not just the setting you know to uh i'm sure the online discussion about whether we need two pirate games or another feudal japan game i would say probably the prince of persia theme is probably pretty underutilized we can have two of those oh yeah that's i'm all in for baghdad but yeah. yeah, you talk about Code Red, and I can't help but think they waited too long. I mean, I I feel sated by Ghost of Tsushima. I know that their combat isn't going to be as good as Ghost of Tsushima. However, you feel about it, Ames. I, I know you guys don't like it as much as I do, but like the combat is tight, and Assassin's Creed combat is not. It just is. It's yeah. never been. It, yeah, it will be better than Assassin's Creed for sure. Yeah, yeah so in, in the combat. So I, you know, I don't know what kind of game they're going to make, but it's. They announced another expansion for Valhalla in the same, or they didn't yeah. announce it. They, I don't know if they announced it or not because I can't keep track of Valhalla enough. Uh, but it's I'm never going to finish Valhalla, um, and I've got Ghost of Tsushima, so I'm not. What about Xenoblade? You gonna finish? It? <laughs> he didn't have to going? do that to him. Didn't have to Xenoblade that Three. Him. Okay. So what did I say last week? I'm at chapter four in like 58 chapter hours. Four, I'm at yeah. chapter four in 58 hours. <laughs> I played a lot of Dreamlight Valley. There you go. There you go. Uh, here's a, a long-winded question. By the way, uh, Plague Injected says, is it possible it's being reworked into AC Mirage? Like, they just move forward with AC Mirage and Prince of Persia takes a back seat. It's, a different, we'll it's a different studio, I think. Yeah. I, I, I describe. Who knows? Uh, Gecko, back again. Five-year Super Chat, and this is a tough one. How would you rank the existing AC games? So that's a broad question. A lot of games. Uh, I'm not well-versed enough in Assassin's Creed. I have really? It's something no. like odyssey to black flag uh valhalla origin syndicate uh three one i'm sure i'm and unity isn't on the list because i have rejected it entirely <laughs> one is your least favorite assassin's creed huh? one is the worst assassin's creed easily go play one wow <laughs> so I, I i hear i mean like i said i'm not super well versed i hear great things generally speaking about two because it did a lot of things better than one i hear brotherhood is supposedly really good i put two as the two trilogy in that slot but yes 
Okay. Yeah. Brotherhood, uh, Black Flag. I know people liked. I liked that one. Um, yeah. I would put uh, two at the top. Syndicate. Two, two and the seems like, Odyssey. at least uh, anecdotally, Odyssey seems to be the favorite of the three RPG ones. Odyssey's the best one. Odyssey is 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 leaning in on Witcher type storytelling in places. Yeah, I, uh, I like Odyssey's that. definitely the best of the new ones. I think I think Assassin's Creed Two is the best Assassin's Creed game. But uh, yeah, I I don't have a, any terrible problems with the list Hogue provided. I think uh, Assassin's Creed for me it was really good at one point, and then it kind of went to middling. And I have always still played it, even though I kind of just think it's okay. You know, it's a seven out of ten, as as Dan would point out. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't th- I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Seven is time well spent. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't have super strong opinions on this, which is unusual. Except for I'll say Assassin's Creed Three, I think is really bad as a game. It's a uh, it's a uh, still giving you tutorial. It's one of those games that still gives you t- tutorials in like the final conclusion. <laughs> like you'll be doing the final mission where you're like resolving the main conflict, and it'll be like pop up screen. Here's a new mechanic we're introducing, and I'm like, yo yo what the hell yeah so. yeah i look i'm it, it, it is it is imperfect but i enjoyed i like what do i go for assassin's creed for this is similar to our spiders conversation i'm basically there for historical tourism and being amazed at what resources and tens of millions of hours of time can put out there when you're in origins and you're walking by the nile and you can look at all the baskets of fruit and watch all the animations and that's just amazing to me that's so that's cool. assassin's creed is the only ones doing that and that's that's what i love yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good I really love the, uh, I really love the mythology stuff in uh, Odyssey too. Like, uh, so good. It, it's good. Uh, just to defend Dan for a hot second while he's not here, I will tell you guys because this was before you were both of you. I think were on the show, which is that the the ongoing joke with Dan being a seven, right, is from Valhalla when he reviewed Valhalla for us, and he gave it a seven. And at the time, that was below the meta, below the expectation when Valhalla released. Because remember, this was supposed to be the Witcher Three Assassin's Creed. Right. It was it was pegged as that pre-release. Everyone is trying to. They even talked about Witcher 3. The development team did. And you're thinking of Odyssey. So Valhalla is actually them backing off that. There's I can show you the quotes where they say we're taking RPG elements out because we're trying to return to our roots. I I can show you. I can show you as well. Uh, The quotes about their side quest design and how they're aiming for Witcher 3 level side quests in Valhalla. Trust me, they're out there. That I swear you're thinking of Odyssey. Okay, I. All right, we'll have this fight later. Odyssey <laughs> has all the Witcher quotes. Valhalla has all the no, we don't really have side missions in it. We have emergent events. Like like it's it's the opposite. Okay. So okay. We'll, we'll 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 take this uh we'll take this uh offline Where's but Where's the versus? Where's the I, versus? The versus doesn't actually work. <laughs> It'll be on my face. Uh because <laughs> It, it, yeah, it doesn't fit it just doesn't fit <laughs> um but no dan gave it a seven and that became a running joke that yeah. he, he underscored valhalla and he's like dude he's like he put over 100 hours into it he's like this game's a seven i'm telling you it's a seven um so it's kind of interesting. i would say it's a seven at the highest personally i'd have it as an eight well, see, I think the, the, my point, Travis, is I think as time has gone on, more people have tended to agree with Dan that it wasn't as, you know, as high as others might have had it. So. Re- recency bias is really brutal for a lot of games. People just, they they want you to, they're either trying to justify their own purchase or they just, they're over-enthusiastic about it. But yeah, it's a real thing. 
Yeah. I think yelling about it online is the problem because I have no problem with somebody being excited for something and staying in that excitement yeah. loop and finding the silver lining, even if something isn't as exactly as perfect as they want it to be. And positivity is a good thing. It's fighting about somebody arguing about the opposite. That's the real problem. That's fair. Um, all right. So anything else on this guys, before we jump over to Disney's games? No, I wish they would have shared more information with us on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, Disney had their event. Uh, I'm not going to cover the well, whole no thing. No Avatar. Now. I should point out no Avatar. Oh, yeah. Avatar was supposed to come out this year. Yeah. Not honestly, the stuff the stuff they didn't show there is honestly, I think that's the story is like the stuff they didn't show that's sort of appalling. Uh, like Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Now that's not no. a game and it never was. I, but like no mention, no update. It's kind of crazy. So yeah, I just, it's a bad show. It's a bad show. Hmm. We'll let you move on. Ains. Sorry, Ains. No, no, no. You're I'm the following. one that asked to try to finish on time, and I'm busy <laughs> here giving you know personal anecdotes. So I I'm trying. Uh, but no, you're right. I hadn't even thought about the fact that Avatar didn't show up, and uh, we won't even bring up Young Good and Evil too, because that's just yeah, that's something else at this point. All right. So Disney and Marvel, uh, the D23 Expo. Uh, just a couple games I wanted to mention from there. Obviously, there's a lot more. There's other stuff in that uh, presentation, but. We did get the release date for Midnight Suns, which is now going to launch on December 2nd. Um, you know, it, it again, that's kind of a unique take on a Marvel game with its whole card system, and we'll see how be that ends. Good. Be good. Be good. I really, I really they want this to see it. They hide it so good. much. They they hide they hid that game as they announced its date. They didn't they're no, I, I don't know that they have any faith in that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way they don't have any faith in it doesn't mean it won't be good they don't think it's going to make them money how about that travis that that i think they do believe because i think i think they know they're not they don't have the star star power of mario versus rapids and they're afraid that they're just going to be you know a uh I'm sorry. They do have star power wolverine yo but here's the thing they, they have, I mean, they do. They have, Star they have Power and Mario and Rabbids was a funny statement. I love it. It's true. I, I'm not but Mario, Mario, Mario and Rabbids in that cartoon. They, I mean, that's people are going to eat that up in a, in a certain range and a age range. I mean, um, and I think the, the problem with Midnight Suns is they're worried it's just going to be like, what was that? Uh, Mutant Year Zero. Remember, you remember that game? I do remember out? that game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's what they're afraid that they're creating is like another, you know, turn-based game that people kind of look at and they go, oh, that's cool. Nah, don't yeah, play it. So. I hadn't thought about that in a long time, but that was a kind of nifty little game. It was. A, it, Wasn't was. It, it was a nifty game, and it's a, it's an even better tabletop RPG. Okay. Which is where it comes from. How many people do you think are going to buy Midnight Suns and not realize that it's a card-based kind of tactical game? I are, are they are they going to go without screenshots? Like the, the way they've marketed this game is like we are embarrassed by this creation and so like you could you could just put up the PlayStation store page and just do be one of those games where you're like we give you nothing. <laughs> well the the teaser they showed from this event like the new minute long teaser was all like action shots. Yes. I mean that's that's my point, right? It's like it feels like there's going to be people going into this game thinking you're getting a Marvel like a uh, Marvel Alliance Ultimate Alliance type game like an you know a full-on action game when it's not what it is. I, I I don't know. Sometimes you see this with companies where they don't know what they've got. They don't know how to sell it. They don't know who to sell it to. And I, I think they built this thing with a Marvel license, which ostensibly should be something like Four Quadrant and be an easy sell. 
and you know their their XCOM team came out with this, and they're like, okay, and then PR is like, whatever, make a cartoon, make it all yellow, send it out there. <laughs> Make it all yellow. <laughs> Wasn't it all yellow? It was all yellow and black, right? Yeah, they use yellow and black for everything. Yeah. Um, well, that's coming out December 2nd. Obviously, we'll see how that lands. The other thing we got is we got the first kind of look or tease, I should say, of the game being made by Skydance, which is Amy Hennig's studio we've heard about for a while now. Supposedly a AAA game that's going to feature Captain America, Black Panther, and two other characters. And according to the press release, it says that it's going to be a, quote, I mean, this is as generic as it gets, but thrilling narrative experience set in World War II with these characters. So World War II setting, Captain America, Black Panther, and a narrative-driven comic game from Amy Hennig and Skydance. I don't mean to be like that guy, but is I, did I? who asked for this? It, it wasn't what I expected. Is the way I, I will say I prefer games being things that players didn't ask for because players have really bad ideas, <laughs> really <laughs> bad ideas. But if, you, if you give the players what you ask for, you end up with Assassin's Creed Red. That's what you get. Code Red, like the Mountain Dew. Uh, I it, it could. I don't know. It, it could be fine. It. it, it, it whether or not it's a good idea is separate but i'll say following the cues or desires of your audience is generally speaking a terrible idea because there's but you look at you look at when amy hannig shows some of what they were working on with star wars you say okay i see how that works that could be cool i'm looking forward to that i you know captain america black panther world war ii that doesn't doesn't even get go, me out of bed. go on doesn't, doesn't sit me up in bed i'm not even give it a try of course, I'll give it a try. You, you give, give me an opportunity to to punch some Nazis. Let's do it. As long as it's like the the cover of the first episode, the first uh, comic of Captain America, where he's punching Adolf Hitler in the face. Yeah, yeah, classic, 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 classic. moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, beat up some Nazis with Cap and and Black Panther. Yeah. Sure. I but. mean, Hogue, I would just say like the tell me more. Like I, I, I'm within the same boat as you. Is like I'm not. I'm not on a teaser level. I usually am. Tell me more. That's why it's such a bad. Like, look, it's just subjective. It's just people, right? But it's like I I look at that teaser and say, teaser shows kind of suck. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't. It's not even. But usually, I would be like, all right, I'll just put that in the back pocket, wait to see more. And it's like I don't. You know, you could wow me later, and that would be great. But nope, that one's not even in my back pocket. I, it's sure. funny how you think about resources and like making games and things, but it's like, oh, okay, I guess Amy Hennig's off the board for for six years or something give, like give that me, because um, it's unlikely that she's going to make something I like. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just going to point to Guardians of the Galaxy. You can't use that every time. This I can. The, this I is can. This exception that proves the rule. See, this is the problem. Guardians no, of the that's Galaxy. A, that's a fallacy. You know it. Show. I know you know that's a logical fallacy. Horrible show. Doesn't look good turns out to be my favorite game of the year has happened once you cannot base your predict uh, your predictions on that no but you can base the idea of hope on that it <laughs> proves that hope is real it <laughs> proves that it is i need a new hope yeah. i need a new hope so now we're going to uh, call this game like we're going to call this game captain america and black panther in world war 2 subtitle yeah. a new hope I want that 
Travis, now I so want that to be the title. Captain America and Black Panther in World War II. That's like that's the title. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Good luck, journalist. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. As a creating titles, we'd have to come up with some. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's what we're getting. So uh I don't know. We'll see more. Obviously, they didn't really show anything other than you know the characters standing there. So it was, uh, it was that pure they teaser. They did show Newspaper. the Toy Story DLC though for Dreamlight Valley. For Dreamlight Valley, yeah. Another IP. Well, expansion. Uh, we don't expect it to be a DLC. I wouldn't say not on their model. Right. I don't. The word DLC is outdated, but yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the, the more content. Yeah, more the content. Update. They call them updates now. Content drop. Yeah. Well, and the rest of the show was primarily hope you like mobile, right? Like that's what I took away from most of the show. That's what we're taking away from a lot of shows is mobile is where the money is. So uh, don't let Henry stop anytime soon. Well, that's fine, but their focus probably this is not an investor show, right? This is a consumer show. Understood. And, and it's not to me. It's like mobile audience is great. Go get that money. I'm corporate lawyer. Go go nuts. Uh, but. The people that are tuning into your UBE forward are tuning into your Disney Marvel show probably aren't those people. You probably want to aim that at things that they might be more directly interested in. Um, I don't know that there are a lot of people that are, you know, getting real excited about mobile titles in general. You go and you prove yourself in that particular arena more than more than videos and podcast commentaries and things like that. That's probably fair. Yeah. All right. So speaking of shows, CD Project Red is back. Showing us more cyberpunk. So we've got their Night City Wire this week. Um, as a cyberpunk fan, uh, I liked what I saw. So uh, let's cover what they showed. So they talked about Edge Runners, right? The Netflix anime that's coming out. Uh, then the same day, they released update 1.6 for cyberpunk, which is out now, obviously. Uh, it includes a few new gigs, which are like missions. Uh, has several new weapons, some secrets. You can get some Edge Runners content in there bunch of bug fixes and updates and all that that normally comes with an update primarily they announced the big thing they announced is that 1.6 is the final update for the old consoles so the ps4 and xbox one will no longer be supported with new updates nor will they get the cyberpunk expansion which i found really interesting so they then said before they got to the expansion, though, the the core developer, I forget the gentleman's name that was on the show, said that they have more updates coming in the future for Cyberpunk. The next update will be a big one because it will redesign vehicular combat and the entire policing model for the you know police within the city. They're reforming so, the police? <laughs> well, they had to defund them, and then they had they to defund the development. The whole thing. Um, so he seemed excited about that i guess uh i'm i kind of read between the lines of these are things that obviously they talked about earlier on with the game as we all know um and that uh you know we hoped were part of a bigger part of the game but for whatever reason they likely couldn't do it with old consoles so here you go they're dropping old console support so you're you're, you're giving me that confused look Hoke. i thought well yeah so th i thought this presentation was bad um, but uh, part of that is I thought they had this presentation too early. I, I think you hold for that one seven. Um, I agree. They, they basically said we got real good stuff. Get excited again at some indeterminate point in the future again for one expansion. That will be the only expansion we later at least seemingly found out to cyberpunk at some indeterminate point in the future. Again, please trust us. And I don't, 
you know, they're, they're doing this in September of 2022. That's almost two years from release of the game. Um, and they don't have anything exciting to tell you in this in this for right now. Like, to me, you don't have this show. You've gone dark. You, you have no expectation from anybody that you're going to put on a show. You don't do this show until you can actually do something of a shadow drop that makes people excited. Um, and that didn't happen. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, like that to me is a total failure. I, I have no idea what they're doing with their PR or their management over there because I think they keep making wrong decisions on maximizing what is a decent asset. I'd push back a little bit only because they did drop 1.6 on the same day. We didn't know that was coming. Can you tell me what 1.6 does? Yeah, I, ju I just said it. So it it's three new missions. It's got five new melee weapons, six new range weapons, uh, edge runners content, rework some of the vehicle stuff, things like so that. that. So that one six is a contract requirement with Netflix. Like that's obvious. Right. Could be. Well, I mean, Could edge be. runners launching. Oh yeah. Yeah. Edge runners content for sure. But there's more in it than just edge runners content. Okay. Um, We're still supporting the game. Is the yeah. It's just an update. It's a game update. That's all it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, they did I will say. Coming in 2023. So again, no date. And who knows if it actually drops in 2023? Yes, quotes for sure. But the teaser, I thought, looked really strong. Uh, and it is in a new region of Night City. So they're expanding the city as well. Is it in um, a new region? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I didn't see that as part of the announcement. I don't know why, to your point, I don't know why he mentioned the next update. It, it seemed, like I said, it seemed like he was excited about it and wanted to. I think but... it was way too small without mentioning 1.7. I think it would have been worse to not mention it. Like, there's levels of worse, right? So I think mentioning 1.7 is good. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, but that's it. Anyway, um, I am excited. I mean, like I said, I like Cyberpunk. There's no deadline for when, you know, I expect anything on that game. I've come to not expect. I'm not putting a time on when things get delivered, but when they are delivered, I will play them. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, uh, I'll say this um decision to drop on old consoles is great i think part of the reason cyberpunk had such a snafu is because they did support the old consoles they probably should have been a next gen only game current gen um that that would have saved them a lot of heartache surely uh and i like that they're still supporting the game even though they had a very enormous and public stumbling block with uh various launches um there's always room for another No Man's Sky story. Redemption arc. That's I love that Travis is the optimistic, positive person here on this episode. I, I love that he's the optimist. You're the pessimist in this case, anyway. Well, and so, I, no, I, I, I always the optimist. Maybe I, I just perceive know. myself differently. I kind of I feel like I'm always the optimist. <laughs> I'm always the optimist. I'm the optimist until you release your game, and then I'm really hard on it. <laughs> but I'll never prejudge your game. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to be on your I, but I'm side a until you put it guy, out. Right? Like that's half of what I cover on my channel. So I look at this as how did you do? And by the way, all the articles I'm reading are that this expansion is in Pacifica, uh, which is what I assumed it was because Pacifica is empty in the game that they released. Um, that's so I, you know, it's, I, I don't know if that's the case. Cause it's, I, I don't, I didn't, I, I thought it was Pacifica, but I didn't know whether I was just adding that in my brain. Um, so uh, I look at this as an opportunity. You go dark forever. No Man's Sky goes dark and then explodes with content. Like that was the plan. That worked. That was why. They were smart. Um, this is, 
I, I guess they have to have this show to tell the, the, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One they're out of luck. I, I guess that's what it is, but that makes it, a, it's a negative show, right? We're going to not support this thing that we said that it was built for a number of times. We're being sued for fraud over that, by the way. Uh, and we are going to now proceed to actually finish this game up the way it, the way it should. Everything else is still, you know, it's a failed project. It's, you know, what you would like from Witcher 3, which is you got those two big expansions. You're only going to get one. You're going to get it three years after we release the game. It's going to be in a region that already exists. As far as I know, it could be a new region. Okay. It says it's I'm on the Cyberpunk official site right here. It says a spy thriller expansion for Cyberpunk 2077 set in an all new district of Night City. Okay, great. Yeah, it's on their official site. So I don't I don't know who's reporting it's in Pacifica, but that's not what they said. Okay. Yeah, um, but we'll see what that looks like, though, because to your point, to be fair to to your original comment, Pacifica is pretty empty in the game. And it's clear that they seemingly anyway, it's pretty clear to me that they seemingly had more planned for Pacifica. Something right? had to get ripped out of Pacifica. right? Yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't have surprised me. So if they're if this is going to be a new district, are they going to continue with these other updates to add more, you know, to Pacifica or other places? I don't know. This is a, a NorCal joke, but uh, it's it's kind of funny that. Pacifica is really empty because there's a place near San Francisco called Pacifica and there's nothing there either. So I think the, I think the developers of earth had similar design choices. You um, think it's a, I thought you were gonna say it's a long-term very inside joke. Yeah, people. it could, it could be that. Maybe they we're have from Northern here. California. Yeah, yeah. They're from NorCal. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I don't know. Like I said, there to me, like, I guess I'm of the opinion where when there's good content for a game, even if it's a game that's, years old right that comes out that's new i'll go back and check it out if i enjoyed it right um so whether or not phantom uh liberty comes out in january which it's not or comes out in you know uh december of 2025 as long as it's good and interesting uh i'll still go back and play it i'll, yeah, criti no, fair, I'll criticize them thing. you know i'll criticize them for the the communication and everything you just mentioned but i'll still play it yeah. yeah, no, when a game comes out and it's interesting and it's worth playing, absolutely. You should you should 100% play it. This is all kind of about the business of things uh, on this from where I'm speaking. Also, I, I guess I had a question. Did they ever have like a season pass for this or did they ever have like a pre-buy of the expansion? So here's, I don't think so. However, there was a funny caveat this week, which you're going to love if you didn't see this, Hoke. So someone like me, of course, Right, actually sitting right there, I have the Cyberpunk Xbox One X, the licensed one that they made. Right, with that, oh, they, they had like one that's like that. It's uh, it's got like special bits on it or no stencils. Oh my goodness, that's ugly as hell. Well, they always are. <clears throat> hey, that Gears of War one's beautiful. So, uh, um. Xbox One S Gears of War one. I, I bought that one. Samurai. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Anyway, um, so if you, bought, if you bought this, it <laughs> if you bought this, it comes with it came with the game, of course, and it came with all future content for the game. They came out this week <laughs> and said that they came out it's this not week coming to that system. <laughs> exactly. So they came out this week and said that people who own this, like me, uh, will be getting an Xbox Live credit in the future uh, to make up for the lack of the expansion being a uh, available on that console. True story. Oh my God. That is embarrassing. 
Man, yeah. I have uh, yeah, I have interesting questions about the contracts and most specifically the accounting of that liability. This is a legal dude. You got to make an episode about research this. You got to make an episode about this. Yeah, it's it's just it's gonna be tricky to account for because you've got it's Xbox Live. Reality. That's their debt. Uh, well, okay. and the, and the bigger question, right? So let's say Phantom Liberty comes out and it's thirty dollars. I'm making this up, right? Is the credit going to be the full amount, or is the credit only going to be partial? It'll have amount? to be. It'll have to be the full well, amount, or they get torn apart. Like that's the easiest. I, thing I, to I think, Ains. I think the uh, the DLC is going to be free, and I think the Xbox Live credit is just go buy something else. I don't think the DLC is that free. expansion is not free. You don't think so? No, there's no way. And I wow, think people are trying to sell you more stuff with it because the Witcher three expansions were notoriously underpriced. That was they like were. one of the ways that they won goodwill was that they were like the cheapest, longest expansions ever. I don't think they'll do that again with Cyberpunk. Um, so no, thanks, Ains, for flagging me both on the new region, which I got. I, I don't, I didn't know, and yeah. also that apparently somebody was supposed to get an expansion that they didn't get, and they're scrambling to figure out how to not nowhere get to, killed on it. Nowhere to be found. Yeah, that's a really cool controller, though. The controller that came with it is, um, or that you could buy actually, you could buy it as well. It looks like Johnny Silverhand's gun. It's like you're gonna uh, say it looks like him. It's just like a little Keanu face. <laughs> Keanu is back. Did you see he's back for the expansion? By the way, so yeah, I, I haven't finished the story, but I would assume he has to be back unless something happens. So you didn't yeah. finish Cyberpunk story, really? I'm still. I'm. Yeah, you know the story here. I I didn't really like it at the the 1.0 launch, but when they did the the 2.0 was in January or February of this year. I got back into it and right. I've been playing through it, but I've been playing through it at the Travis has to review games every single sure. week. Sure. pace and one of them was xenoblade so yeah I'm, I'm gonna finish it eventually I, i'm really enjoying it by the way i i'm now on team cyberpunk wasn't as bad as it was originally so it just was nowhere near the witcher is the biggest problem yeah it, that, it obviously was hogue i don't know if we've talked about this before but i kind of felt like it was never going to be witcher as soon as they announced it was first person oh like, yeah that was a bad like choice was a mistake yeah witcher 3 it's tough, right? Because Witcher 3, and especially in my opinion, I've talked about it a million times, is I think one of the greatest games of all time. So it's yep. like Cyberpunk, I really, really like. Like, I love that game, but it just, it, it was never going to be Witcher 3 again. And it's, I don't know. Anyway. Maybe anyway, anyway. Need, maybe we need pre-selected characters. Well, that's a whole, don't, we're not going down that road right now. That one? Anyway. <laughs> I think if, you, if you're going to try to make a cinematic game, first person is the wrong answer. Period. That, that, that's a fair criticism too. So, it's also um, weirdly less immersive. It is. Am I the one that feels that way? It's less immersive, even though it is like the most immersive version of. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I think the industry has kind of discovered that, right? Like when first person really got big, it was like you get to be, you just see your hand, you're the, person. And you're the character, and now it's a I VR thing. Time, yeah, I think over time yeah, it's yeah, kind VR of is pretty damn immersive if they get it right. Um, but yeah, no, I it, look. Cyberpunk is fine-ish. It's probably a six to me. Oof. Wow. All right. We'll come that, back you described that. that as fine-ish, right? With major flaws. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. A six. Six yeah. is okay-ish. Yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. But in all seriousness, so that's what they announced this week. I would love to see uh, you break that down and go into the details more. If, if you've got a link for that press release or that note, let, let it to me. I'll see if I can do a video. Okay. Yeah, I'll check. Uh, I'll check after this. Um, one last thing to touch on is that uh, Battlefield. Speaking of, <laughs> Jesus. Somebody so said something about Battlefield this week. Battlefield. Yes. So 
Uh, EA talked about it. And so if you remember Marcus Leto, who was part of the original Halo core design team, Halo CE, Halo 2, he then left. Years later, he created his own company, which is escaping me right now. They came out with that game Disintegration, member like two years ago, year and a half ago. It was a game, yeah. third-person multiplayer game. It it came out, kind of made I mean, waves, but then disappeared. Yes, disappeared very quickly, and he had to shut his studio down. Basically, okay. didn't you know they didn't make the money in, etc. So he then uh, was kind of, I guess, just sitting out there for a bit. But then he joined EA uh, about six months ago, maybe earlier this year, to, to work on Battlefield. They came out this week and said that his studio is called Ridgeline Games. It's a new studio. And it is part of the studio effort that EA is investing to the future of Battlefield. And they said, quote, this week that they are all in on Battlefield and want Battlefield to be a premier FPS again in the industry. So they have five studios dedicated to Battlefield, including DICE, of course, Ridgeline. Um, I, I forget the names of the others right now. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> but that they have, quote, learned from 2042. And by the way, this is in the exact same press release where they're talking about still updating 2042. Um, but apparently Ridgeline Games, led by Marcus Leto, is going to focus on narrative campaigns for Battlefield into the future. So really, I just bring this up. I mean, I've got the press release link here. I bring this up to say I'm, I'm like many others, I feel very confused as to what EA is doing with Battlefield. Um, it, they, I don't know, man. They, they've got five studios here now. They said they're going to do narrative campaign campaigns. They're already in pre-production on their next Battlefield game, um, and that they're you know reinvesting. I they were in pre-production on their current Battlefield game. No, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Two things can be true. <laughs> Two things true at the same time. Um, and remember, don't forget that they also in this press release uh, remind us that Vince Zampella is part of this team now, helping to lead the creative vision for Battlefield because he seems to be the only one who can deliver a proper first-person shooter experience for EA to begin with uh, as the head of Respawn. So, Was he um, Apex? yeah, with Apex and obviously Titanfall and uh, whatever else they're working on. So uh, I don't know. This this is weird to me. By the way, it's Dice Ripple Effect Industrial Toys. Ridgeline Games and Core EA Studios working on Battlefield. So I don't know. I I'm one of those guys who adored Battlefield and it's a prime. Bad Company Two still one of my favorite first person shooters of all time. I mean, just a brilliant, brilliant game. And I I was very pumped about 2042 because they said all of this with 2042 previously that they were all in for it and they had six studios working on it, et cetera, et cetera. And 24. Tw tw 2042, excuse me, was a disaster. A, I mean, a disaster at epic proportions. I played like in the, the real 2042 will probably be. <laughs> yeah, always the I, optimist. Remember earlier in the video? <laughs> I played somebody, has, somebody has to speak out against this global uh, this uh, climate change crisis. Hope. If not now, then when? Step when up got that in platoon. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I remember playing in the alpha and just being like mouth open at how broken it was and unfinished. And, um, you know, anyway, I won't rant on about it. I have before, but I don't know what you guys think about this, but I'm, they are fully 100% in the camp of I'm doubtful and you have to prove it to me. How fitting that the company making battlefield seems to be at war with itself. <laughs> I like to think Travis comes up with these halfway through like the, the Ains summary of what's going on. 
Um, and there's they're, just rumbling around in his there's head. There's a sequence of like trailer lines that Travis, and then he carefully curates and selects for your viewing pleasure. Uh, the one that he wants that, to. Go that out is with. exactly what happens. That's the mind of a comedian. Anytime somebody's talking, I'm thinking, how can I make this funny? And then I'm just going through and trying to pick the best one. Uh, I I don't know the last time that I have enjoyed a battlefield experience. Um, I I I'm I'm open to you and every soldier. I'm open to any. <laughs> I'm, I'm muting him. I'm War muting is hell. him. Okay. War is hell. <laughs> he's muted he's done <laughs> i'm open i'm open to them trying again but like the thing about battlefield the campaigns especially is that how lifeless and hollow they always are even the dumb call of duties the bad ones are at least like well we're a, we're a stupid action movie mm -hmm. um and battlefield is always just like why am i wasting my time so i hope them the best i want more and better games out there. I didn't recognize half of those companies you just said are working on the Battlefield project. I don't know. I <laughs> DICE <laughs> has had major failures in what its last three big releases, last four. I I mean, I know some people Battlefield 1 was I know some people really enjoy. I would say that Battlefield 4 was their last kind of universal acclaimed hit. And even okay. that launched with a lot of issues. Yeah, that was broken. Yeah, so good game though. Yeah. I think of the battlefronts. I think of Battlefield Five. I think of Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. Battlefront is a different series. Are you? Battlefront is still Dice. I was yeah, talking about Dice. Oh, I see. You're dice talking about Dice Studio. Yeah. 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 And they are they're Battlefield games as made by Dice. <laughs> I mean, Battlefront Two. It's a good it game. Started, now. started awfully. Yeah. Battlefront uh, 2 launched awfully. Uh, I, I think I, I think there's a, a little bit more internet being mad at things that weren't actually in the game than because because it wasn't actually it didn't never launched with the microtransaction stuff that people talk about. It was yeah, anyway. It still wasn't great at launch. Though. Oh no, it had terrible shooting mechanics that they had to tighten up, like at 1.5. It had awful crap in Battlefront 2. I liked a Battlefront too. I had a lot of fun with that game when it came out. I was like, "Oh, look at them! They did it." I get it. You like the shiny, uh, you like the shiny frostbite uh, battle droids. I get it, Travis. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a, it was a better Battlefront one. Nice. Was Battlefront nice two the Return of the Battlefront Jedi? Battlefront one with the cast not Return Jedi. Last Jedi is what I meant to say. No, 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 it's not that good. I'm, I'm saying that game's probably like a seven out of 10, but people treated it like it was like cyberpunk because of microtransactions that never were actually in the game. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of like weird internet hate for that game when it, it's misplaced because I think a lot of people didn't play that game and just joined the, the hate train. Day one. Here you go. I am dealing with joining as an internet rando. I dislike you're not an internet rando, bro. You you can't you can't play that anymore. Their progression system was messed up, and they yeah, really yeah. like loot boxes as a concept. We're set up to monetize it, and then got freaking crushed. <laughs> this is one of the yeah, so yeah, they they clearly were set up to monetize it, but that was never in the game. It was like early. It was loot boxes as a concept game. were as the progression system entirely. It was all well, randomized. No, you, you could, no, that's not true. You could unlock um, characters using points that you earned in the game like i unlocked all of the heroes just playing the game and people were like oh it's impossible it's designed to make you pay money and i was like no it's not like 
I played it for like 10 hours. I got all the characters. It wasn't even that but hard. It was designed to make you pay money. It just that you, you didn't pay money. Yeah. That's the point of all microtransaction systems, right? Is that you can unlock everything if you just play it or you can pay money if you're. No, no. Philosophically, aware. there's a distinction. Like this is, this is, this is the all money store versus the, the Assassin's Creed. Are you bored by the bars that we make you fill? Like there are different versions of microtransactions and by making it loot box and random and various of the other things that they did in battlefront two, they were encouraging, you know, slot machine polls. They never, they never wound up going that far with them because they got absolutely crushed. This is the same era as need for speed introduces loot boxes, right? I mean, like yeah. this is EA being dumb as shit. Yeah. But that, yeah, I, I agree. The internet's uh, hate for the microtransaction system made them change their tune in time for the game to launch. But the game that actually launched was d didn't have those problems from my perspective. It, they, they fixed it before it became a problem. They nipped it in the bud. Well, they, I, I'm going to have to remember the history here, but they never, yeah. until they changed, they, they, it was still loot box oriented. So it was still uncompelling and unfun to grow in Battlefront 2. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's true, Travis. We may have to check the timeline on that one. I'm pretty sure they launched with a bad system in place and had to fix it post. No, it okay. was, it was, it was pre-launch for the game. Everybody, and to, to credit, like credit where credit is due. If the, if the viewers and readers and people that were hyped, hyped for the game, I didn't do the backlash. It probably would have launched in that way, but I, I was somebody who wasn't involved in the early coverage of that and was just kind of yeah. seeing the news. And then I was like, all right, I'll pick it up. And I played it and I was like, what are people talking about? And it was because well, they changed the, they changed it before it became a problem. But I, I, yeah, legitimately, I, mean, I legitimately don't remember it that way, but that could be my old, my old brain. Not remember. We are problem. seasoned. It's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, fair enough. Uh, uh, sorry. No, that's all good. I, I was just going to say, that, to your point, uh, Hogue, obviously I prefer the two different currencies way of doing it, but no matter what, like even we were talking about Disney Dreamlight Valley, like that has a pay if you want to skip all the stuff that is sort of irritating to do vibe to it. I mean, all season passes have that. It's part of the season pass model. Yeah, speed up your... Yeah, if you're if you're just won everything right away. Which, um, which I hate because it encourages uh, boring game design. It's like, hey, let's make our game needlessly grindy so that we can provide a way to pay through it. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, Afropunks asked about Hardline, Battlefield Hardline. Was that Dice? Dice worked on it, but it, that was primarily Visceral Games, uh, and it was their take on a Battlefield game at the time. Um, so no, and Visceral Games, as we know, is gone. He <laughs> shut them down. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Let me get the super chat from Gio Rio in the house. 10 euro super chat. He says, is Witcher 3 still getting the upgrade before they go Unreal 5? Will Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 be with Game Pass? Enjoy your Sunday, guys. So, Witcher 3, uh, CD Projekt Red did confirm Witcher 3 new gen upgrade is still coming before the end of the year. They said that this week. So, yes, uh, Unreal 5 is going to be used for the new Witcher game. Um, not, you know, they're not changing the current Witcher game to Unreal 5. Um, and will Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 be with Game Pass? I would absolutely say no. Um, oh, I would say yes. You think Call you think Modern Warfare 2 is gonna be on Game Pass in November? It's Call of Duty. No, there's no chance in November. Uh Microsoft doesn't own Activision, Travis. I know that, but Call of Duty's they, never been on Game Pass before. But they're they're certainly talking those teams are working together right Call of Duty almost certainly has an exclusive marketing agreement with sony right now and part oh, of that right because they still have that thing in place yeah okay I, I changed my i forgot about that existing deal that doesn't end for a couple years huh it's three more releases is the most current rumor 
Got it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if this were just a normal release and the way that these companies are planning on merging or uh, creeping ever closer to that, I, I would assume that they would have some sort of deal set up. But yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, think like it's not a, not a possibility. Yeah. What you probably will see, right, is what we've seen before is whenever this deal kind of, well, we've talked, I know Hoax talked a ton about it, but whenever this kind of goes through or does go through, what have you, you're going to see all those the IPs themselves land on Game Pass, right? So you'll see all the the, the collection of Call of Duties and the collection of other games. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if one of the things that they were figuring out because they'll have so much stuff from Activision is probably a rotating slate on Game Pass. Could be. Yeah. I would probably, if I were them on a business model side, and I they, they have however many economists they have working on this kind of stuff internally, uh, is say, we're going to want to give enough so it feels like we're giving a lot. Uh, but we don't want to give everything because we can keep people in the subscription service. And honestly, it is marginally less useful for to have 15 Call of Duties than to have, you know, whatever that number is that we find. So mm -hmm. I would guess, I, I would be willing to guess they have a Call of Duty spotlight hmm. every month even, but depending on what they do. But that, like, interesting. yeah, that's that would interesting. be my, who knows? I'm just, I, this is pure speculation. It's what I would do. Uh, but that's what I, with so many assets, you don't just dump them in there because they're just less less valuable. You get overwhelmed. That could be, yeah. I think the, uh, at least in terms of timeline right now and how things work out, I think the potential for the biggest kind of uh, AAA IP landing in Game Pass out of this deal will be Diablo 4. Uh, depending on when Diablo 4 launches, depending if this deal gets done and when that gets done, there's obviously things that have to line up. But Diablo 4 would be a, a very big kind of thing. The more they describe Diablo 4, the more I am amazed that it's not free to play. Yeah, I know. I know you're not big on it uh, from what we've seen. Uh, and I have some reservations as well. I will say that. But, you know, no matter what we think, Diablo as an IP, right? Massive. It's a, yeah. It's, People a love of Diablo. I will get it when it's free to play. <laughs> Fair or enough. on Game Pass, as you say. Yeah. It'll yeah. be on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that even if uh, if the if the PlayStation deal wasn't a thing they would have put this Call of Duty on Game Pass just because of their, you know, this is their relationship now, regardless of whether it has gone through yet. I think we've so, seen that with other other stuff they've they've acquired, where they when they announced the acquisition or it was public, then you started seeing people, their games on Game Pass. And sometimes they would even use what games are on Game Pass to predict acquisitions. Remember that? Most oh, there's of a lot of games deals, from this studio going on. Yeah. Most of their deals, the smaller ones, most of their deals were announced when they were closed. They were not pre-announced. Yeah. Um, so your your double fines, your yeah. um, obsidians, those were all shadow dropped for a company. Um, but yeah, I don't think any Bethesda stuff went up early. I I, I think I would remember that. Um no, I think it did. I think they because that one, that one they announced and then it didn't close for a while, right? It was like a it, there was so. A there. Yes, yep. That was about a yes. There was a closing period. It was a big one. And I and I think some of their stuff ended up on Game Pass during that period. I don't think it was yeah. the new stuff, but they put like some of the old things on there. Okay. Did they not? Uh, I don't. I don't remember because the old stuff I would consider as ordinary course of business kind of stuff because like you know ZeniMax a big publisher, so I wouldn't have even taken note of uh, mm. Skyrim going up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember honestly. Um, all right, boys. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for today for everything we need to talk about. I know it is uh, football season kicking off as we're ending the show. Hogue is ready to rock. I know Travis I is going to go 
go binge NFL the rest of the day. You know how he Travis does. is such a big. You guys don't know this. He is hardcore, big time, big time. So any of your like crazy NFL predictions or things you really like to see, make sure to DM him. Um, because he DM just, him tweets to Travis yeah. about all the NFL scores, any kind of movements. Also, he loves to hear about people's Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> fantasy. You've got your Final Fantasy Football League. Yeah, your Fantasy Football League. He loves to hear about that. So yeah. just send him your messages. He doesn't, he's shy about it. So he's not going to admit it here, but he loves to get that content. He runs four different leagues and like he, he, that genu I would believe. he genuinely likes to take advice about players and, and who to start and you know, what's going on in the league. So just hit him up yeah, and uh, send Hogan Ains your dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> there you go. You guys forced my hand. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, let me uh, continue with this outro appropriately here. We'll go. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Um, all right. <laughs> what you got going on, man? I got hangouts and headlines. I got virtual legalities. I got lawyers and dragons all at the Hoglaw YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Hoglaw. Or follow me on Twitter for football hot ticks and hopefully nothing extra uh, on uh, Twitter at Hoglaw as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Travis, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, um, I, I'm actually working on nothing for IGN right now, but I put out a ton of stuff this week uh, that, that you can look at. I did a preview for an action uh, game, action adventure game called Asteragios or Asteragos. Yeah, I think it's Asteragos. Um, uh, the review for Steel Rising, the review for uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, and I'm sure I will get a new assignment on Monday, but this is my first weekend in a while where I wasn't crunching for some review, which has been fantastic. Been able to catch up on Destiny. Going to try to play some Immortality and do, do, uh, catch up on some of the games I missed. Cool. Um, so really excited about that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TyGuyTravis. I talk about Destiny on Thursdays if you care about that. And uh, yeah, definitely football, um, sp sports, seven points, extra point field, field goal. And that's, why he's, that's why he's the master, folks. That's good. You that's go. good. good analysis right there. Uh, as always, you know where to find me and the rest of the season gaming crew. And thank you so much for your support. As always, we uh, I did uh, take a look at a new gaming chair, which I talked about last week. So that video is up if you are interested in that for any reason. Video is coming on this statue and the Aloy Horizon statue this week as well, as well as new Patreon content as well. And hopefully an interview with uh, uh, someone in the industry coming very soon as well. So check that out. We also have reviews going up for, uh, I know, NBA 2K23, as well as uh, the game that's coming to Game Pass next week, I believe, is Hellsinger, right? The uh, the musical Doom game, which I'm sure we'll touch more. The game looks cool. Yeah, so that review is uh, as well. So take a look for, or keep an eye out for those, I should say. So a lot of content in the works. But uh, thank you, as always, guys. You've been awesome. Chat, you've been great today. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the support. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. And uh, Mr. Rodriguez, hit the seven himself, should be back next week. Until then, we will see you next Sunday. Have a good one. Peace.